insult to injury when you're when you're losing, right? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Too cool. Too hell. <laughs> He's taking his anger out on the. <laughs> uh, it's not. It, it's gonna pop when it gets to you. <laughs> shit. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, two guys, two mics, two pints is back. It's bottled number seventy three. Bottled soccer talk podcast. Um, Nestor joined here by Henry, and uh, we were just making fun of uh, Thomas Tuchel. Well, I was uh, after their loss to uh, West Ham, and he just bats away a bubble. It's hilarious. Um, but man, what a what an interesting week. Um, sure. More often than not, I find ourselves saying that, and uh, you know, it makes us better. Um, big big teams going down into disappointing times. Nothing unprecedented big teams doing what they're supposed to do and then the prem is really just the three-headed dragon once again yeah oh, man where do we start um well i don't where know where do we start i guess the the most uh the most i guess groundbreaking news is that we pretty much have almost all of our uh you know contestants for the next round of champions league with the exception of Villarreal and uh, Atalanta, who still have to duke it out uh, due to a weather delay today, that you know that was unfortunate. They missed their game, but we have the next round of of Champions League, you know, participants, and uh, I think that's pretty interesting. You know, I mean, I I would say we we pretty much have everyone we thought we would. I was just kind of surprised by Salzburg. I didn't think they would get a they would manage to get a result today against Seville. They did. Uh, they won, in fact. Even a draw seemed kind of out of reach against a, a good side like Seville. And Seville shot themselves in the foot. I mean, they got a red card. So, you know, I think for me, Salzburg was the only real, like, surprise in terms of teams that got through. And, and level of, of team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Big Bro didn't make it. Big Bro Leipzig bowed out. Well, they were in a tough group. Well, yeah. I think it was always going to be hard and... Uh... Well, let's let's not forget to mention that that uh, their coach, their manager for the season, was just sacked, uh, Jesse Marsh, mm-hmm. uh, on the weekend uh, yeah. following a loss to um, who did they lose to? They lost two to one. Uh, I should have that, but anyway, yeah, Jesse Marsh gets sacked. They had a really rough start, except they were not too bad in the Champions League, right? They were decent. I mean, I can't really say they were decent results. Yeah, but like you said, in that group, it's very hard, and and it, and they proved it. They proved it that it was very hard. And, and for further background, it was uh, City, PSG, and Club Rouge. Hmm. You know that that's that's always going to be tough, especially with City and PSG being the the favorites for that group. Um, Certainly. So it's not like it's not really a um, a shame to to not make it to the next round, even right. though a club like Leipzig. Who wants wants to compete for the for the Bundesliga title and make a name for themselves in the Champions League? Right. But, uh, it's still kind of funny though that Salzburg was the Red Red Bull team to make it through. Yeah, of course. But that just goes into seeding. You know, they were in, in a very easy or not easy but moderately easy group, and then you know they reap the benefits. Now, I I don't know. I can't wait for you know when they announce what teams are going to play next cuz i think there there are some some pretty uh good matchups that can happen there obviously atletico also made it in um a bit unconvincingly i will say but they made it 
um and you know there, there's just gonna be some really good uh you know qualifying round games now you know that's some... probably the toughest group too the liverpool atletico porto and milan group as far as names go i think uh as far as names and i think in in as far as the level in between each club it's not so big you know like you're the worst team in the group is milan who's currently league leaders in syria top club um, not quite what they used to be, but the next best team is is not too far above, and then the next ne- next best team is not too far above. It's just a very talented group, you know. Yeah, it's a tough one because each team kind of has a little bro that they can punk on. Uh, for for city's group, Bills Bruges. For other groups, uh, it, it should have been Sheriff, could have been Sheriff, um, and you know. So there there's those teams that exist. I feel like yeah, the group that you mentioned now is the only one that doesn't have an outright uh, scrub. In the group, you know? Yeah. As far as world football goes. Yeah. Um, and history even, you know? Yeah, like of course. If, if they you, won if, it. Yeah. If you look, if you like that stuff, if you're into that stuff, yeah. A lot of rich history within all those clubs, even within the, you know, their own their own teams like Liverpool and Milan dating back to some, some great matches in the past. So, yeah, I, I thought that group was very entertaining. And that was one group I was gutted to know that one team wasn't going to make it because they're all, they're all historic clubs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a who's who. I guess the the other big news that you know I'm sure you kind of don't want to relive because I'm I'm sure you've been hearing it all day, but we have we have to talk about it. It's a Barcelona is getting demoted to the Europa League this season. Yeah, which hasn't happened in almost twenty years. Right. Um. It, it kind of speaks a lot to to the decline that's been had. That we've been talking about, we've been seeing for the last, yeah, I don't know, four, five, six months. Right, right. And then I think like most people would have told you that this is what, what was expected. You know, I, I don't feel the same shock that a lot of people are, are you know, trying to make it out to be or, or this big, uh, I guess, event, you know. But yeah, yeah, they didn't make it out the group as suspected. And, and to be fair, they deservedly so. They have no business in the Champions League right now. They're just not built for it, you know. They're not built for it. They're very shallow, and obviously it was shown within the results, you know. Ben, they struggled against teams like Benfica, made, made Dinamo look like a team that should be competing on that level. Like, that should be little bro, the group. They they weren't able to, so you always knew something was up, and we knew this before. And I think it's, like I was mentioning to you off the record, I think it's good for them uh, just to lower the fixture countdown and and to allow the team to train more cuz clearly they need a lot of they need to spend a lot of time on the training ground because uh you know they're they're still making silly mistakes and that that can also come down to the quality of players that they have there there's a lot of a lot of holes in the defense especially um and and I think they need to sort that out before we even Yeah, I think that's a personnel thing. I don't know yeah. if that's that's really a, a a tactics or a coaching thing. Yeah, it's a mixture for sure. Um, but it was clear before Chavi came, and it's still clear now that the the, the team, the individuals, the crazy part aren't is, all that talented, you know. The crazy part is, is two goals in favor. I'm not. I'm not uh, following. They only scored two goals in the group stage. Oh, okay. In five games, they scored two goals. Right, right. That's. I think that's pretty nuts. Regardless of what the issues they have defensively, and that's probably the this is the worst defensive side that I can remember ever seeing Barcelona since I started watching football. 
Um, they should still be able to score goals. I mean, it's not like Benfica and, and Dinamo Kiev are, are some powerhouses that that are just impossible to score against. I understand Bayern Munich, who even them, if um, if if we're honest, aren't aren't as great defensively as they used to be. They're yeah. st- they're not terrible by any means. Benfica is actually pretty good defensively too. I will say, but. Yeah. Uh, I think Dinamo's is a team that well, you, you look gotta... at the quality of players that Barcelona have, and even though it's been a downgrade from what we know them to be, yeah, it's a big still be, yeah. they, they should still be scoring more than two goals in five games. For sure, no, no, I, I agree they they should, but you know, uh, most of that tournament has been played under Coleman, who's not exactly known for his creativity on on, on offense, you know, uh, especially in the final third. So it's no surprise. Well, I don't know. He made a he made a, a, a the Netherlands look good. And international football and club football are are very different in my book, but it uh, managing in in those kind of environments is it's just a different it's a different strategy, and I feel like it's not a fair comparison. But I think Mourinho like is a manager I'd like to see on that on that stage because you can get away with playing a more simplified style of football where you don't require a whole classroom full of you know boards and markers and shit. Yeah, you say that, but I don't I don't buy it. Well, how often do do national teams play? You know, just think about it that way. Uh, maybe twenty percent of their career is spent playing. Yeah, but to say that uh, he's he's a different coach because he coaches international versus yes week to week sort of thing. A hundred percent. You know, you play you play. I know uh, the game is different, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, a change that you have to adapt to from players week to week you're not counting on the same guys every time necessarily right and you, you don't and really have a, a chance to stamp your identity on on how you want a but, team play but before he got a hold of the netherlands they were dreadful and they were still bad after that they, they didn't reach this this transcendent level of football uh, in fact no, they, they were they were really they good he left them in a good place not really not really he, I, uh, I yeah they were playing excellent before he got Hired. That's why everyone was like, "Why is he leaving?" They're they're on a high right now. Not really. I mean, they they were barely getting results, and let's not forget they they missed the last World Cup. So you know, any improvement off that is good. But um, I think if you go as you know, we could go as far back as his time as Everton manager, shambolic, no type of creativity, same issues. Um, and and the 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 reality is that he did regress the team a lot. And Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, well, no question. You know, uh, no it was question. it's well it's been a side effect of their finances. Well, for sure, yeah. No, but it's uh, a mixture. Barcelona is always known to kind of uh throw money at their problems. And I mean, that's exactly what why they're, they're I think a lot now. of clubs do that by the way. Um you know, some you know, like for example, throwing so much money at Chelsea for Hazard and that didn't exactly pan out. So I think a lot of clubs do it to be fair. Especially the big clubs with history and, and spending power. City has done it, whatever. You know everybody, but I mean, yeah, I I think um, right now it's time for Barca just to just to focus on becoming a consistent side before being this this crazy revelation that we've come to know them as, especially on offense. That's just they're still a while away from that. Yeah, it it just sucks because I know they were counting on a lot of the the Champions League money to to kind of get them out of their out of their hole. Right. Yeah. That's that's another thing. That's the only uh, you know drawback. Um, but you know, you're only you can only be as good as you can be in a tournament like the Champions League. Okay, maybe they can't afford to not get that that gate revenue from even competing in the in the Europa League. Well, my point is, it's only going to be one match they can realistically get to after the group stage, and they're going to get eliminated. So one game, one game's worth of 
profits, yeah, it hurts, but it's not a big deal. Because realistically, we didn't expect them to get out of the group stage. Let's mm-hmm. say if they miraculously made it out, do we really expect them to beat their next opponent, whoever it is? I don't think so. So it's yeah, just, the first place is it's it's, it's tough. It's it's tough. It's just they they're better off just you know not even giving false hope to the fans. I feel too because um, you know they're a very passionate fan base and they get carried away with any little bit of success at the moment since you know Barca fans have been starved for a, a good while, especially now that Messi's gone. You know, so um, it's funny because it hasn't even been that long. No, I mean, we're it, not even talking about like an Arsenal type fan base or like um, like Milan, how we were talking about for a while. You know, it, it hasn't been that long, but. Since you're so accustomed to it, um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that's gonna pan out for for those lot. Um, yeah. Is it is it Europa League or bust? No, no, and I again, like I, I don't think they're they're at, they're not a competitive team right now. No matter what tier of, of, uh, of European football, I think they'd struggle in Europa Conference right now, if I'm honest. So. You know, it's it's one of those things where they're better off just um, if they're gonna win. Hey, listen, if you can win the games, win the games. I don't think they will though. I think there's there's still a lot of class in the Europa League. I think they have a lot to benefit from trying to play as many games as possible at home. I in, in European uh, competition, and I think uh, I think Europa is is about their level. I know it's it's their level, but currently um, with the team they have, like I said, so many holes. It's just not the right moment to to shift gears and expect to suddenly find a miraculous bit of form in the, in the Europa because it, it just doesn't seem possible. It would be impressive and it would be miraculous. That's what it would be. But I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. So, I mean, sure. The, the, as far as you can go in into it, I mean, that's good, but I, I don't, I, w- I don't have this illusion that they're going to be taken serious in that tournament. As crazy as that sounds. Cause you know, Barca coming to Europa is just like, it's the biggest club that has been there since like Chelsea and when United were playing there, I guess. So I mean, I mean I'm looking at it right now, and like clearly they should be beating all these teams from what that we know them as. But right now, as it stands, they'll be playing against teams like Leon, Rangers, Monaco, PSV, Leicester, um, Leverkusen, Betis, West Ham, Zagreb, you know Red Star Belgrade. I mean surely. Surely they have a chance against those teams, right? No, no, not, not a chance. I no? mean, they have a chance, I guess, but right. Uh, half of the teams that you mentioned, maybe they have, I think they can beat them. But the other half, like the Leicesters of the world, the, you know, the uh, West Ham's even. I think they're I just, think West Ham is the one to watch in that one. PSV, I, I can't. And then, and then we got the guys <clears throat> that are going down from the from the Champions League to, to play against those guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I, I don't take West Ham serious because... I mean, historically, they're terrible in European tournaments. But beyond I that, know, I, I, don't, I think... I, I, don't, I don't give any credence to that argument. Well, I mean, that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, but I think they care much more about their position on the league. Yeah, no, of course. And I think they're going to... But, gonna, but they're, they're, they've got pretty good depth. West it, Ham, it, it's West okay. Ham is not like this bare-bones team that like once the first unit guy is gone, then they're done. West Ham's first unit in the Europa League is a factor, and they have a good chance. West Ham's first unit mixed with their second unit is not a threat they may get away with in the, the league luck. no no in the in the europa league in the europa league yeah no mm. i mean you gotta in the prem you gotta well, play I your mean, best team every week right yeah but no if fans are by so you know that, that's the premier league uh, there's uh there's the sacred uh entity to it i feel but you think if if they're on like a really good run in in europa like getting to semifinals 
and they play against Brentford this week, and then maybe the next week they'll play against uh, Norwich. They they don't rest some of their starters. I think they do. I I don't think so because as a club, every every match is worth the same amount of points. You got to really go out and win every match. And the same way that you can be like, well, oh, it's Brentford. Brentford also reacts, oh, shit, it's West Ham. It's not City. It's not Liverpool. It's not Chelsea that we just played. It's West Ham. We, we actually have a chance. We could beat them. Teams always show up in the Prem, and it's why you get so many upsets, which I love. But I think... Uh, How many upsets have we seen this season? I mean, first game of the season. You know, Brentford beat Arsenal pretty bad. I mean, we, there, there's plenty. There's plenty. I uh, Watford beating Everton. You know, they're, they're, they're scattered all around. But it's it's the best league in the world right now for me in terms of how competitive and how talented the top three are. And now I'm kind of just going off on that. But I think West Ham realized that, you know. I mean, hell, they're getting results against Chelsea with all the meat I, on the I think on the depending grill. on their in their place in, uh, in the league and if they're on the semifinal run and they're playing against a, a bottom half team, they're going to they're going to look at it and 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 be like, okay, we, we can we can afford to manage Mikel Antonio this week or something. Maybe it's possible for sure, but I, I would say it's less it's less than likely for me. I, I don't think so, but it, it can happen. You know, a, a big part of that will also be how friendly the draw will be going forward in Europa, like who they draw in the next round. Say they draw, um, I don't know, Dinamo Zagreb. Well, that that's a that's a like like that's well, a nice result for West probably Ham. Probably Europa title would be probably the biggest thing in West Ham history by far. No, no, I mean, oh well, I can't speak for for West Ham fans, but I I think uh, them finishing in the top four is more important than a Europa League because top four you're in Champions League now. Wait, yeah, and winning you, it gets you there too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't think that you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice um, the importance of the Premier League games to do well in the Champions. I mean, sorry, in the Europa. But you know, I don't think uh, I really don't think that that clubs see Europa League uh, with this kind of uh, a hunger for it. I, I don't. I don't. Think I, so. I would say clubs at the position that West Ham are. I mean, if if you're Manchester United or fuck even Arsenal. Um, maybe well, those, even Tottenham. Yeah, those are the types of clubs that win it. Those are clubs that are yeah that, that, that should win it, right? Yeah, and, and I don't think West Ham is is hanging their their hat on like aspiring to win the Europa League. But I really don't. But they're almost there now. Ah, uh, no, I mean they're still a while away. Right, but they're I would say one of the teams that people are looking at. Like, hey, they, these guys can probably and, win it. And they were the and they were last year and the year before. By the way, I I've been were watching they? them in Europa League. Yeah, I always watch them and and. They shit the bed against Ludogrets or just random ass teams. So, <laughs> but are they as good as they've been? This is the now? best. Well, this is the this best, is the best West version Ham. of West Ham, and and I still don't think it's and, good and there's a possibility. I think that that they're going to regress. Someone's going to get Declan Rice next season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if someone finally goes for Mikel Antonio. For Nalls, in my opinion, is out. Suchek might be on his way out too. Yeah, this is the best that they're going to be. Maybe even someone big is going to go big for Moyes. <laughs> I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But I, I mean, listen, it's not out of the question. They can win it. I just don't. I don't deem them favorites, per se. I don't even know if I have a favorite in in the Europa League, man. It's, it's kind of hard to. It's hard it, to predict, you know. Yeah. But they're up there for sure. I think Leicester. And they've done well in their group stage so far. Yeah. I well, uh, I think the dream for West Ham would to be like a Leicester story, you know. Like the I know it was luck, or people want to call it luck, but. Like winning the prem, that's insane. This is not the year to do it, though. Nobody's, yeah, I, nobody's I mean, touching City and Liverpool. I, I, 
they they wouldn't come from basically nothing. They've they've little by little bought their success. Like, not bought their success, ah. but put put money towards it. We had a huge digression because we were talking about Barcelona. But anyway, <laughs> well, we just wait. We'd start talking about Europa because that's where yeah. Barcelona are. Yeah, that's be. what Barcelona is. Um, and I think in you know in terms of finances, they got to put a whole lot of uh, weight into Europa. And to because I don't know if if they're good enough to get into Champions League from the league this season. And I know I know they're not in any position to to challenge for the league or the Champions League right now. But but the money that comes along with making it there is pretty significant. It's only significant if you can go far in it. And I don't like I said, it's it's it just doesn't stand as a point because they're not good to go far in the tournament anyway. So even if they did make the tournament, I, I get it. I know maybe a game worth of profit, a game's worth is significant. But I don't, I don't think it's even that significant at the Europa League level as it would be in the champs. You know, I think one game's worth of uh, revenue. From a sold-out stadium is like a million dollars. That's and, pretty significant. I mean, a million is not a lot considering you still have to, you know, you know, keep the grass growing, pay all the staff. At the end of the day, you're left with a percentage. But, I mean, for for a club like Barca, they can take any kind of money they, they can get, to be fair. But, yeah. you know, it, it's something that their financial situation, it's something that no, not even if they make the Europa League final, they'll, they'll be... In great financial standing, so I guess at this point they're better off just like saving that money on on the on the buses, on the planes, <laughs> on the fucking on the laundries and shit. Yeah, they're they're a broken club for now. You know, it's gonna they're on the mend. It's gonna take a while. Um, we do have a um a little snippet from our uh, our guest and good friend uh, Lauren Servitz. Uh, we're just gonna play that and um. You know, just address what he says. Kind of, kind of a lot of what we've been saying. But you know, he's a Barcelona fan, a diehard. So, we'll we'll listen to that real quick and then give our two cents. Ooh, man. Yeah. So it's interesting to get an opinion from, um, you know, from a Barcelona fan. Um, you know, I, I really thought he was going to have like a different tone in his voice. To be honest with you, <laughs> but but for him, it's it's expected. You know, he, he's he's kind of rational about how things are. And, um, you know, the, the theme of, of what he was saying is, um, <laughs> I'm not, what does he say? I'm not, uh, I'm not shocked, shocked but I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, it's like a, like a dad just scolding you for, you know, yeah for getting a, a speeding ticket in his, uh, nice car. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, what else is there to say about, about what's going on with Barcelona? I think everything that's that needs to be said has been said already. I, I mean, I'm. I feel like uh, at this point I'd be repeating myself, but yeah, I think uh, uh you know, belly shock a lot, um, you know, sums it up perfect there. And um, I think uh, the only I don't think anybody's surprised. I think people you know, are just enjoying the moment. I at least to feel the need to bring it up this often. I think it's. Oh come on, man. No, I mean it's a bi- it's a big deal. No, it, I mean it is, but it's is it something that you couldn't have thought of two months ago? Because I did, I was already used to the thought. So like it happening and coming through true today, I'm just like yeah. No, I mean, but by the time we found out that where they are right now, where they need Benfica needs to lose and and Barcelona needs to win, that's that's unheard of. But as it stands now, 
that actually happened. And before and the, the whole tournament even started, I could have told you that. And you no, know, I'm, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't say it so ardently, you know? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I know I did. And I said, yeah, they're not going to win anything. They're not going to get out the group stage. I remember saying, and I mean, I said all these things, man. I'm not surprised. You also said Atletico is going to repeat. Yeah. And they still can. <laughs> they can. Sure. Yes. Yeah, they can. Cause they've actually won a title recently. They, they have the recipe. So they are current champions as it stands, and we'll get into La Liga in a bit, but they're going to eat this weekend too. No forks needed. Yeah, they're just going to pig out with their hands? What are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to pig out. Well, all they're gonna hands eat aren't goals. allowed in football. So. Uh, um, well, in other news uh, for... Uh, well, well, we'll just go down to the notable results, and then if you have your two cents, we can... Uh, we can talk about that too. Yes, sir. Uh, so yesterday, PSG beat uh, Club Rouge four to one. I don't know. Anytime PSG win like that, it's it's like okay. Uh, it's not surprising, but it's but disappointing. Like, you're not really talking to me. <laughs> oh. You're not really oh. talking me into how good you guys are just yet. I, I, we got to see that on a consistent basis. So I think they even drew in the league last last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but they're still top of the league. Uh, Everybody in the league top in the, the G's. Yeah. Messi and Mbappe brace each. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Messi also had an assist. Three goal contributions. Well, in total. he also didn't let his younger teammate get their hat trick. Uh, well. So much for humility. I don't. Ah, you know, I actually didn't watch the play, so I can't really say much, but. I'm sure it wasn't Messi's intention to not allow him from getting a hat trick. I I think uh, that takes a lot of stretching and preparation for the brain to make that conclusion. But sure, I mean, if you want to hate on Messi, <laughs> if the eighth if the eighth Ballon d'Or is already kind of stinging, um, it's not deserved. Ah, fair enough. Well, you're never gonna give him the fair shake. Uh, yeah. Congrats, PSG. I I actually. Predicted you guys to get out of the group, so congrats. How uh, could they not? <laughs> uh, um, I thought we said it was a tough group. Yeah, but how could they not? Uh, I don't know. I Listen, Pochettino's slowly starting to look like he has an idea of where he finds the placement of his, of his team best. And despite, you know, City absolutely, you know, giving them a soccer clinic. Uh, yeah. I mean, another win for the good guys. <laughs> and, uh, well, the next match, the kickoff was around the same time. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig, you know, absolutely demolished City. Um, and get the 2-1 two, two win at their home in Germany. Leipzig, to be in, to be exact. And, uh, yeah. Um, um, Soboslai, nice little counter. And Andre Silva, clinical, clinical as you'd like. You, you got to figure he's got to be... The guy that they're looking at post Ronaldo, and and when I say the guy they're looking at, I'm referring to Portugal in particular. And uh, yeah, nothing much else to say. I mean, uh, City lose Kyle Walker for the next fixture after um, a bit of a silly foul, and um, you know, uh, City still top the group. However, so this this uh, this match, as they say in England, was really dead rubber. Um, <laughs> not much to say, is there? They they uh, combined a, a B team. Yeah, but I, I I don't I hate to use that excuse because the B team is super talented, you know. 
Yeah. I think they just underestimated their opponent and and they went into the match knowing Ooh, that Lanzini with words. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an articulate bloke. Don't let the the looks fool you. Um, he's got good hair. He's one of the good ones, basically. Uh, <laughs> whoa! Yo! yo! No, no. That, no, can can cut? Can we cut that? Nah. Anyways, congrats, Leipzig. Um, I apologize on behalf of Pep for saying this game was uh, a training exercise. I felt that that wasn't humble of him, and uh, and I'm glad that above that all, above all else, we we rate hum- humility uh, on this yeah. podcast. And and I'm glad that you you guys were able to punch us in the teeth. Hopefully this is a, a a little bit of a blip and a reminder that hey, we bleed too, you know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, oh, sorry. Go. I don't know if you have any any opinion on the match. It, it was shit. No, yeah. I just I just uh, want to see what Leipzig does in Europa League. Oh no, shit. But Soboschlei, man. D- decent I think player. He's the goods. He's decent. I think yeah. he's the goods. Uh. A uh, uh, striker to watch for the future. Yeah, he's um, he's all right. I, I feel like um, it's just like in the Bundesliga, it's so it's such a tough league to live up to. You know, imagine like you're you're a top striker, but you have to compete with with Lewandowski and Holland. And uh, by the way, yeah. I, I believe his teammate Andre Silva is just as good as him, if not uh, you know slightly better because of experience, not because of talent. Uh, the talents they're both talented. I'll say. But Sobosla is very unique. You know, you you don't exactly get those anywhere. They don't. They're, they're not growing on trees. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you know, if uh, you know, if Real Madrid whips on Holland, uh, I think that's a guy that that they should look at for the future. Even though Jovic might oh, be turning shit. a corner, might be. And that, I'm not, that that's I'm not going to go on and jump there. But you know, he's he's that guy. You know, him and Andre Silva two years ago. Two, three years well, that's ago. the funny thing I was going to say. In the but, you know, Jovic outperformed anything these guys have ever touched. So let's just be clear on that. Well, Shobosla is coming from uh, injuries. Ah. So he, yeah. he hasn't been that prolific. I would say that he plays on a very good team, though. Like, I mean, in terms of the, the, the guys he plays next to in his proximity, I think Forsberg is top. I think Nkunku, for me. Nkunku, yeah, he's, he's good. the guy he's I good. really like from there. He's and good, then, yeah, he's good. And nothing. I think and it just, it's crazy that they've been so bad. So so bad, <laughs> but they did lose. Uh, they're, they're Jesse Marsh. Oh, they lost Jesse Marsh, and Jesse Jesse Marsh lost a lot of that defense. There was a core, you know. There was a a quote from from not a quote, but a report. The I, I want to say the president or the the director of football was came to them after a couple of games in the Bundesliga, and Marsh asked them. He's like, "Am I the guy for the job?" I think on two different occasions. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, it's just the American thing, you know. Uh, thing about Americans is Maybe. I feel like they really seek reassurance, reassurance, and and communication. And desi- despite knowing it's a result-driven business, I think some some managers react better to it. Some need really need that tap in the back and the support. They have to feel that support from the from the front office at all times. And I don't think. Uh, uh, he was feeling that, and another thing is in Germany they they're not scared to just turn the key on on uh, on on managers. You know, we see it all the time. You saw it with Zork. We we're seeing it now with Marsh and Marco Rose, and, and the list goes on. It happens every year. So um, I'm not really surprised. I'm a bit I'm a bit gutted for him because I I thought he he made strides at Salzburg, 
you know and that's yeah like that's the audition and they yeah. they did pretty good right they were really good yeah um and you know i i feel i feel for him but I, i'm sure he's gonna he's gonna find a job somewhere because he's one of the younger guys that he it's not maybe not so much for his actual talented outlook on the game right now because it right now it's in question but more so for his resume you know he's coached in the u.s coached at champions league level for a few teams now i think somebody's gonna pick up on him like uh something like crazy curveball but let's say uh brentford down down the line they stay in the prem but they let go of their manager for differences and and a bad tail of form at the end of the season somebody like jesse marsh can come in with a decent budget and we can see what he's really made of what a strike oh get in there mount and they didn't believe in you mate i did i was the only one that believed in you but anyway um look at him humble well you you also got to look at the team and the makeup of the team yeah, so like it, it's it's all you know, it's all good and well to say, wow. Well, uh, Pochettino lost his job here. Well, m- you know, Manchester United need a guy, or you know, Brentford lose a guy, and well, Jesse Marsh is, well, look at the teams that he's coached and, and his style, and look at the makeup of who they have now, or look at the the kind of investment they can make on players exactly. that might benefit them. There, there's there's different facets that you have to look at. Yeah, right, and uh, and also a, a manager as well. Jesse Marsh go going from Leipzig to Brentford. I don't know if he wants to downgrade like that. But I think the allure of the Premiership is is enough. I mean, that's that we see it all the time. Like uh, Daniel Fark going to Brentford mean it, like so to speak is is kind of t- telling everybody that you're willing to is that you're going to prove yourself again as a manager when you've already gotten to the big stage well if you look at most of the managers on these you know relegation bound teams or promotion bound teams are are of that ilk uh, daniel fark and managers like him you know wagner who was coaching uh, uh watford back in the day you know there, there's just these guys who actually have a, a small resume in the bundesliga or in Serie A. you know um and they get they get a chance in the prem at, at a low at a low risk team. But I have I have a tough time thinking that anybody mid table up is gonna give those guys a serious chance. And that's my point, yeah. Like, cause like teams mid table up in the prem are gonna want somebody who's real deal. I don't think Jesse no, Jesse Marsh but, is there. Right, but I mean, in, in any top league, be it Spain, Germany, or Italy. Well, I mean, there's different levels and and different types of methods of you know approaching a manager in in each league distinctly. Uh, I think the Prem is the most diverse, whereas in Italy, it's not diverse. It's mostly Italian, in fact. Um, you know, there's there's few cases of actual foreign managers, and you can look at it. It's not like it's not like England or Germany, even though Germany is very pro-German as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but it's like, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, maybe Brentford is too low of a club, but a team like that, you know, Jesse Marsh coaching at Brighton even, you know, it's just teams that it's like, yeah, you know, I think everybody wants to... One day coach in the Premier League, I I feel like it's just that great of a league. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you, I I'm of the opinion that the Premier League is the best league, but I don't know if it's like that far and away the best league. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to measure, you know. Yeah, and that too, yeah. Cause then, cause then you get into the conversation. Well, how many teams have won the European Cup? You know what I mean. Well, and and but you have to follow the money. Times. You have to yeah. follow the money. Well, of course, yeah. And the money's been within the Prem, and it's been very heavily concentrated there. Well, for the better half of five years if, now. If we're talking about money, yeah, we we can't negate the fact that the 
United States is an English speaking language and the US is other than China is the biggest market. Well, man, it's crazy because I feel like everybody really likes Supreme, though. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, the U.S. has gravitated much harder for the language and everything. But I, it's just, no, it's just the TV broadcast deals and, and, and the amount yeah, of... Yeah, they're, they're a lot more accessible here. Yeah, and, and the average wealth of each owner in the Prem is much more than any other league. And like I say, you follow the money, yeah. all the best players come there. Therefore, it's the best league. It's taken a while to get here because obviously Spain had a, a stronghold, Germany as well. I think they've surpassed them. It's visible within within the lineups of all the teams and and the 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 millions and millions of views it gets. I think that I I feel like I'm comfortable enough to say it's just clear in a way, um, and especially now that Messi well, and Ronaldo era is kind I, of I over. I mean I mean the popularity 100 percent. And, and skill, I I think skill too, because with the money Not comes a skill. Because with the money comes a skill. How how many how many like mouths in Spain and Italy and Germany has the Premier League dollar fed. Just look at it that way. I mean, a lot of the, the <laughs> even the Prem's best players are from Spain, you know? It's just that they're, they're paying the money. And, and I mean, I enjoy it because that's the league I watch. Yeah, well, they have the most money. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to, you know? Uh, strictly, that that'll, that will dictate how, how competitive a league is, how talented, what sponsorships it gets. And it's just like a snowball effect. And I think right now the, the Prem is just, by and large, I mean, all the best managers in the world coach there. A lot of the best players are there. I I don't know. It, it's just it's crazy, man. It's it's scary actually because it's like it's almost becoming a monopoly in my in my eyes. Because there's I, been I, talks about that too. Yeah, I, I I would enjoy more. I would enjoy it if it was more well dispersed among Spain and Germany and Italy. But it's just there's a financial gap right now, you know. And there's also differences in regulations. I feel like there's also more prize money now for these clubs. So it's just a trickle down effect. Yeah, they, they get they a bunch of teams get a ton of money from TV deals and all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, of course the the richest owners want to get a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why a bunch of American owners have stakes in in Wrexham. And uh, well, <laughs> them yeah. too. Yeah, we got American money in the fourth division. Yeah, and with the hopes and the and almost the that kind of knowledge that, that it's gonna grow. That kind of proves my point is like the U.S. is the biggest audience next to England. Yeah, and the U.S. just the just the fact that 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 football is so small and relatively in the U.S. compared to the money that the NBA, NFL, and MLB bring in. Yeah, and the fact that the Premier League is kind of spilling over and getting into that, and I and I think I think MLS is going to grow in the next five years. And I know we've been saying that probably for like twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, about the MLS, but because of the popularity of the Premier League, the MLS is a beneficiary of it. Yeah, it's and just the, the they're sport. gonna get closer to the quality of what's in Europe. Slowly, yeah, slowly um, but surely, yeah. Uh, and what were you saying before that? God damn. No, we we're just. I I think we just got into the topic of like which is the best league. I yeah I'd yeah say yeah. Prem, um, but, oh yeah. no, we were talking about Germany and Jesse Marsh getting a getting oh, yeah, a sack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the proverbial sack. Um, which is tough, man. It, it's maybe he wasn't ready for it, but. I think he had a, you know, just a concoction of a lot of bad positions to be put in. You know, you lose your best defender, you lose a, a Konate, you lose a few key players. Don't get me wrong, still has solid players, but he's I still good enough to be better than what they've shown. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and a lot of that is da- is down to the player selection though, and what players are available. So, I mean, you know, any any manager has that excuse, but I don't think he was done any favors. You know, he was almost set up to fail, if I'm honest. And which is why the last manager, knowing that he was going to lose 
his best player to the best team in in his league. I mean, the team started playing bad, but he already knew. He's like, this is a sinking ship. But, you know, I, I have confidence that they'll be able to recover, but it's going to take time. And unfortunately, Jesse Marshall's at the wrong, they're at the wrong place, wrong time. I'm sure if he would have stayed at Salzburg, he would have been doing well, man. But, you know, he hasn't made very well in Salzburg. So, um, especially in terms of the Austrian league and what that encapsules, it's it's not the same beast as the Bundesliga. <laughs> the Bundesliga. Or the Bundesliga. Um, the this <laughs> so we were talking about um we were still going running down the the scores of champions league um atletico pulls it off against uh, porto that's right porto is relegated to the europa league and uh atletico moves on Vamos. atletico man they've been not Patetico. good they, they've been not good they've been good they haven't been great because great, oh, is, is great is a level. You know, great is, is top in the group and competing for first in the league. They're not great, but they're good. Barca's bad. Barca Bar- Barca's, bad. Barca bad. Atleti good. Barca bad. Real Madrid, mm, slightly above good. <laughs> Goodish. Yeah. Or gooder. They're, they're gooder that? than you, huh? Because they won him. They're, they're gooder. Fuck sake. They're gooder. But shout out to Rodrigo de Paul, eh? No, no. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, Glor- he, he's glorified just Conte. He he knows what's coming. Man, I can't wait to get into La Liga. Well, for pretty. him to get pocketed by uh Cruz Casamino Modric. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shit, man. You know, the only pockets Cruz has is like those little small ones where you, you put the sack in, you know? So he, he's not encapsulating much, but he has been scoring some worldies lately, I will yeah, say. Well, he's been playing spectacular. I, I but we're not we're not talking about Madrid just yet. I don't need my we're midfielder about, scoring goals, man. Uh, we're talking fa- about Atletico. Quote from you. Uh, but fair enough, yeah. Atleti win. Oh, I didn't mention the goals. You did, I didn't. Ah, fair enough. Next um, match, also uh, focused on a Madrid team. Well, two teams well, we will be discussing heavily soon. Um... You Wait, know. did we skip something in that group? Um, I think we did. I skipped the Dortmund match because I you don't want me to get on my Holland high horse. Man. No, let's get on the Holland high horse. Uh, dude. Why not, man? What a player! But I think um, after Lewandowski, best striker in the world. Oh, sorry, sorry. After Lewandowski and Benz, best striker in the world. That's not a hot take. I think it's like... Okay, I know you're a big Sebastian Haller guy, but besides that... <laughs> uh, man. Joe uh, David is good, too. Uh, who? Uh, uh, Jonathan David. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! That's what they call him. Yeah. When do we call Jonathan's Joes? <sighs> Jesus, I missed the I missed the train. Sheesh. I missed it. Um, I'm trying to think of a. What well, a strike that. Yeah, first timed it. Just that's met all it. technique. Side foot. Downspin. <sighs> Near post. Can't think of many other Cheeky ways to to look the to make the keeper look foolish. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think of a player to argue with you against the best striker, like out and out number nine, right? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I think uh, at his age, it's crazy that the only guys I can compare him to is Benz and, and Lewandowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, oh, man. A Vardy? Uh, <laughs> no, dear God, no. Uh, tied for Golden Boot, right? Is he? Or I think he's a goal behind Salah because I think Salah scored last match. But yeah, he's he's up. There. You put a how how high up do you have Mikel Antonio? Curious. Uh, damn. Well, like history wise, not so high. 
form pretty high. But he's still Last not the best. Last two seasons, he's been great, just like Holland. Oh, no, no, man. We're not going to do that now. Sorry, bro. Nah, nah. Hala, nah. Hala, I can't compare. I can't even put those two in the same sentence. Um, Like, Vardy, I feel more comfortable. Vardy, Vardy and Antonio, yeah. Why? Oh, oh, with Antonio? Yeah, Vardy and Antonio is a closer, but even then, that's still disrespectful. But, nah, Haaland, man, when we, when we speak about him, we speak about gods, so... As I'm saying, Benzema Lewandowski. But, you know, the guy, he's scoring uh, at, a, at a strong rate, you know. I, I think that's undeniable. Availability has been an issue, but, but you know, efficiency hasn't, you know, just picks up like it's nobody's business, man. And, yeah, this, this game was a good example of that. You know, he had two goals. Marco Royce, always in the thick of things despite his age. He's, he's really aged well with that team despite all his injuries in the past. Yeah, it, not, not, not just his age. He's not even that old, but the the types of injuries that he's had, I want to say he's had like ruptured ACLs. Has he uh, torn his Achilles? I wouldn't be surprised on that. Yeah, dude, he's, ankle. He's he's the glass tendon, guy. Tendon yeah. tears, but he's still playing at a high level, man. I love me some Marco Royce, and he got his brace. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I, I'm struggling to argue against the Holland comments that you make because he's that good right now. Yeah, I mean he's 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 decent, you know. And even, he's all right. even in the weekend, you know, on the weekend, I should say against Bayern, you know, Der Klassiker. He was all right. We could talk about about that in a bit. Ah, no, I'm good, uh, that's on my notes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you yeah, go ahead. Um, but anyway, uh, Shakhtar versus Sheriff one one. <laughs> yeah, Sheriff. Yeah, they still go to Europa. Yeah. That's crazy. Real Madrid beat uh, Inter Milan 2-0. to zero. Fluke. Yeah. That's easy. No, no, easy work these days. Well, Inter is in second, third place for Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liverpool beat uh, Milan 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mohamed Salah keeps scoring. Oh, Origi keeps scoring uh, in uh, crucial moments. Yeah. He did that this weekend. And well, I don't know how, how crucial the match was for Liverpool, but good showing from him nonetheless. The, I mean, it keeps him in the title race, man. It was oh, in the wait, 90... I thought you were talking about um, uh, in the uh, Champions League. Well, they were drawing. No, and he I know. scores in the 85th minute or so? No, I know, but I'm saying the game was pointless. Like, they were topping the group no matter what. Oh, I, I yeah, see. Yeah, what you that's mean. what I mean. But, like, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, another tiebreaker. First uh, English team to win all games in the Champions League, mm. that, which is kind of weird to hear. In the group stage, yeah. Yeah, that, I, that's a surprising stat. A bunch of those stats came out this week. Sebastian Holler scoring, or scoring the 10 goals in group stage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's like only like Ronaldo and Messi have scored as much. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ajax beat Sporting four to two. Ajax scoring for fun these days. Yeah. And Zenit drawing with Chelsea, which kind of screws Chelsea. Barely. Kind of screws Chelsea. They they get relegated to second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have to have a tough draw in the next round. Yeah, um, that's what I was telling Renee. I was like, I want, I want Chelsea. I really don't want them though. I actually want, <laughs> I want Inter, but I'll take either of them really. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. You pick, you pick your two. Th- those are the two I'd want. Yeah, those are actually tough draws, but it's just to prove a point. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, what a what a bollock drop there by uh, by Chelsea. I mean, it's a defensive issue right now, and and they have problems not only in terms of health but contracts. Thiago Silva, he's cool, he's marketable, not reliable anymore. He's good enough, barely, but that's not gonna get you over the line. Well, against he's well, he's good at leading the line. Yeah, and he's passionate. And he's a leader, and he's vocal, and he's this, and he's that. Referring to shit that has nothing to do with football. He's cheeks to me. I'm sorry. Fuck, take David Luis over None that of fight. that. Wait, what? Uh, None yeah. of that has nothing to do with football? I mean, you just mentioned the bunch that's, of things that's that the make narrative good... side. You, you can be a loud-ass motherfucker. It doesn't mean you're shouting the right shit. You, you, can, <laughs> you can play the role for the cameras and, and look like... But mm. you don't think a guy that's had, I don't know, I guess a almost a... 10 yeah almost 20 years experience uh you, you don't think him shouting things at the defensive line positioning them means anything I, I i wonder it means very little but it means something it doesn't mean anything but i mean that's cool and all but wow if you want little. to talk about a player that does that well his name he's is a, Ruben he's, Diaz. Gr- he's great in the air nah man i mean he's okay bro but my point Diego is Soul's not good in the air not not today. I mean, he's okay. <laughs> I know he just scored. You're a, looking at his age. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, his age does tell does tell me a lot. I mean, there's a reason why he's been moving from club to club on free transfers. Man, man's supposed to be a rotation guy, but they're going through an injury crisis. But Rudiger, Christensen. Wait, he's been moving through from club to club. I mean, uh, no, not not from club to club, but he left on a free transfer. No, meaning that he wasn't extended because he wasn't good enough. Uh, kind of like uh. Well, Sergio Ramos is is kind of along the, those lines as well. I feel like sometimes I lo- I do look at age, but people also just base a player on his past, and I think he's past his best. Which is how Messi got his eighth Ballon d'Or, but we won't get into that right now. Uh, last season, he led the league in goals and assists and got a trophy, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, Copa. Yeah. Well, oh no, actually, you mean the Copa America? Copa America. That's why he got it. That, Cop- no, that's why he got it. So and that Copa del Rey. Copa del that, Rey. That narrative is why he got it. And Copa del Rey and led league in, in assists and goals. Okay. That was, that's that's four things. That's pretty big to me. Uh, Lewandowski, twenty twenty. That should have been all you player. Hey, but you know. But he. But he. Um, he didn't quite appreciate that for Messi. I guess he it. broke a forty year old record in the Bundesliga. Okay, big whoop. Now, let me see him lead in assists, and then I'll be like, you know what, Lewandowski? <laughs> Shit, maybe you should win that player. I think I think even with goals and assists, he's still got a higher number of goal contributions than Messi. Yeah, but he doesn't play Armenia Bella Field every week, fuck's sake. Yeah, too bad he uh, only has to play for Elche, against yeah, Elche or Getafe. Yeah, better than Armenia Bella Field. Anyways, it doesn't matter because Messi's going to keep that eighth ballon d'or very warm, Lewandowski. Don't you worry, <laughs> kid. Anyways... Sorry, Man. I digress. Yeah. Lewandowski got the last laugh, though. He did beat Barcelona, so there's that, right? But he didn't score. Yeah, and, and that's fine. You don't always have to be. You don't always have to score to be a great player, right? You can still make a positive impact on the game. That's true. Because um, you know, that's we, true. You can't just base it on goals. No, that's true. Absolutely. Stats don't tell the whole story. They don't. That they don't. And I'm glad you see that. Yeah, but no, yeah, good result for Barcelona. I mean, sorry, Bayern. They, they, you know, did what was expected. That was next in line, right? Oh no, we were talking about uh, Zenit versus Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, we we already. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We discussed it, and we're like, uh, yeah, they're they're gonna be unlucky to face a really good team, probably. Um. Hopefully for them. And they, I think they're gonna grab their ankles. I don't think they're gonna repeat as Champions League champions. 
I don't think they are either, but I think right now they're hitting a bump in form. And, and all I'm going to hear the very next day is, what happened with Chelsea? Hmm. Yeah, well, they're still reigning champs as it stands, so they do deserve some respect. Now, I don't really like to go back on history to make a sake for an argument, but the only relevant history I'll ever allude to is last season's champion. So, Atletico, City, Chelsea, I take my cap off when you walk by, I put it back on when you leave. If you got something to say, I say hi, respect, champion, you need anything, beverage. <laughs> so for now, let's remember, yeah, we can we can shit on 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 you know on Chelsea, but just remember that they could lose to West Ham and everything, but at the end of the day, son los papas de Europa. Currently. Um well they're not showing it. And uh, you know, for for you to get that respect from me, you have to be showing it. Now if they were bossing it. Jeez. And if they boss the next stage, then yeah, then you, yeah, I'm like, whoo, whoa, okay, okay, Chelsea, Chelsea, let, let, let's see, let's see what you can do. Dang, a bet at halftime for the West Ham Chelsea is a plus fifteen hundred for West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> who do you think cashed out on that? How many people do you think cashed out on? I that? hate doing bets midway like that, but Fuck, damn, so that's I a tough one. Fifteen hundred plus. That's that's a very good return. You, you know, you know what that means, right? That means it's a lot of money. That means it's a lot of cash. A lot of cash. Hundred dollars gets you one thousand five hundred back. And uh I'm sure someone someone bet some drunk West Ham fan said, Fuck it. My last twenty dollars. I wonder what the odds were at the beginning when it was nil nil. probably Probably close to even. I'd mm. still say Chelsea were the favorites. Yeah, yeah. What's Chelsea? Probably like a plus two sixty or something like that. Finer things. That's right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any more matches worth discussing so much. I guess United drew, right? Well, actually, I lied, man. There's some pretty important ones in here. Yeah, well, Bayern beats Barcelona three to zero. Yeah, Leo um, tops the group. Yeah, and Jonathan David again continues his hot run of form. Yeah, he's is he officially a uh... first team all all Concaca? Yeah. Is, is he officially a big name? Maybe. I don't know. B tier? He's he's solid for a-tier. sure. B tier. Um, but at the end of the day, his stats haven't eclipsed Lacazette, so do we consider Lacazette? You Wait, know, really? I mean, Lacazette's numbers when he was at Lyon. Oh, it's I like see I'm just mean. saying like he's a big name. I have recognition for him because of his CONCACAF stat like his stature in CONCACAF. I don't know if many heads are, are hip to him like that in Europe right now. It's going to take something outstanding, but he's on the right track, I have to say. it's la- He's building on last season, improved this season. If he continues, I don't know, man. Maybe a audition at Madrid? Uh, no. Uh, we're, we're looking at a Holland, man. Come on. There's a discrepancy there. Holland, huh? But you, got, you guys got Benzema. I don't really think you need Holland. Well, Benzema's not gonna, you know, stay young forever. No, for sure, for sure. But you, and I'm you sure can, uh, Ancelotti can finagle a, a two, two striker. striker formation. Sheesh. With Benzema's movement and um, Holland's clinicality, uh, who says no? I think the checkbooks do, mate. But uh, anyways, <laughs> fair oh, enough. Oh, the uh, checkbooks are just fine, sir. Uh, They're just fine, and especially sheesh. when we get that Champions League win this season, they'll be even finer. Oh man. That's bold. The checkbooks are fine. There, there was a a huge uh, financial report from uh, Madrid that came out uh, a few weeks ago, about a month ago actually. 
Things are good. Like uh, Mbappe was definitely affordable in the summer. And Holland. Because mm. Holland's a transfer. Holland. Holland. Uh, Would you have to wait for his contract to expire? On the re- release clause that he had, uh, it would have been possible, but that would have been it. Damn. But but it, you know, as it's, they basically they had three hundred fifty plus, mm-hmm. of money, and due to outgoing transfers and uh, savings on wages and everything. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They they were they were fine. Uh, all um, right, man. I believe you, Mike. When FFP comes knocking, I'm... <laughs> well, well, the money's there. The report was there. Um, oh. Now, I'm not an accountant, and I'm not going to pretend to I'm be I'm not going to crunch the numbers or anything, but, but but they are Madrid, right? I'm like that, you know, that meme of the kid when he's uh, looking at the calculator, and he's like thinking, and he's yeah, like he's typing like, random shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that, yeah, that looks like one Mbappe and another... Yeah. Yeah, it's good. For sure. Um, anyway... Salzburg beats Tevilla. Tevilla going to Europa League. Uh, where that That's home for them, right? Yeah. That's home. No place like home. It's kind of annoying how, how it almost seems like they wanted to be there. Yeah. No, now, we're, now if we're talking about history and a club that has a history or, or something in their DNA. Yeah. I want to say something intrinsically uh, linked mm-hmm. between Europa and Sevilla. Like... So yeah, at this point shouldn't even be trying to go for fourth place in the in their league. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, how they, that's like that's the only place they really show out, but fair play. I guess um it's all, you know, a club of that stature can dream about. I mean, let's let's be honest, Champions League is so out of reach due to financial, you know, reasons and La Liga, well, they're better off uh, you know, Hoping for a, a Copa del Rey, really, if that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sevilla, go to the kids' playground. <laughs> enjoy your time because, sorry, man. Um, I, not today. Not today, but um, you know, in the the next affair, we had a draw, one one. Mason Greenwood is back. Give him the contract extension. <laughs> Um, Any number he wants. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, young boys able to get a goal, the Swiss team. Who, you know, to be fair, uh, I thought they were going to be one of the weaker teams. But they actually, not only against United, but against the other teams, they they, they felt they held the, their ground well. You know, against Atalanta, against Villarreal. Um, yeah. Obviously, they don't go through, but, uh, you know, fair play. Yeah, Swedish team. You know, not much you can really expect. Yeah. Same with Balmo. Who... Swedish house. Yeah. Uh... Uh, oh, fair enough. Sorry, that that's a music uh, pun. Swedish I, House Mafia. Uh, yeah, man, I haven't heard that in forever. <laughs> uh, Never really my thing, but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, both Swedish teams, uh, them in Malmo, they just kind of grabbed their ankles. Yeah, so to speak. I mean, I, I know young boys put in a good effort. They actually won a game. Um, yeah. But shout out to P Fock. But yeah, um, tomorrow. The remaining match between Atalanta and Villarreal goes on, mm. so that that really decides who goes to who who's the second seed in that group. Um, I'm curious though, how does that affect the uh, their league? Yeah, they're gonna have uh, probably one less day of rest, which is unfortunate. But or um, that game gets moved, especially if they they were supposed to play. That's always possible, you know that 
you know, leagues try to avoid that at all costs, especially in December when everything's so jam-packed, but they might have to because it's going to be a domino effect for their following match and then the following. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a good match. I mean... Yeah, still so far, the Villarreal is scheduled to play on Sunday against Rayo Vallecano, too. Yeah, at least they play Sunday instead of Saturday. This, who's had a pretty good story this... No, I think when teams, uh, when they do the scheduling, they also have to consult with the Champions League people. Yeah. And if a team plays on Thursday, or I mean on Wednesday, don't play on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think agree. that's how it goes. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it happens, though. Sometimes it's inevitable. Yeah, I did know that, that did happen the last one, too. Yeah. But, um... I take it you're going for Villarreal? Because uh, you're you're uh, like a, the type of dudes that are like, well, they're from La Liga and I'm a Madrid guy, so I, I gotta stick with Spain. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't really give a fuck about that. Uh, um, honestly, I think uh, Villarreal have been underwhelming this season, and they're still the same team. They're still just as good under Unai Emery, but they're they're not they're, they're not, not clinical. A, they're not. Uh, I don't know if you level. if you saw the the goal against um, <laughs> Sevilla for the draw that uh, Gerard Moreno missed. On oh. Saturday, on Sunday, yeah, yeah, I don't remember what day it was, but did you see it? Yeah, I did. I did. It's People tragic, tragic. Yeah, but you know, a striker we, of his caliber should. Uh, that's it, that's not even food. That's fucking that. That's a toothpick, man. That's nothing. It's bound to happen to anybody. To yeah, fair, but, but like that. I mean, if if uh, Raheem Sterling does that, what do you say? Well, I'm not surprised. No, no, I'm not surprised. He's done it so many times. (laughs) But you get pissed off, right? Because that's saving a point. Yeah, but Gerard Moreno's not known for that. You know, at least I feel I I can't really say I watch every Villarreal match, but top player, national team player, and listen, nine times out of ten, ninety-nine times out of ten, he's he's hitting that from the back. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Gerard. They're. They're not going to show you love here. No, that's well. Th- I think that's a bigger thing. Is is a player like him just shouldn't be doing that? How many times has Werner done that, man? Look at him. He's turned the corner, right? <laughs> has he? I don't know. Barely. I, I I wouldn't say that. He got a brace today. He did that. He did. Yeah. That he did. Um. But anyways, good match. I want Villarreal to. Win. I need to. I need to have like a soundboard here for for um. Like an alarm sound, like whoop, yeah, and, and hit that right now that you said the team over in because Pulisic assist, Concacaf player assist, yeah, he made the whole play. He did, he did. To be fair, I heard so much more about the Pulisic assist than the goal, and the goal was nice. Uh, uh, he he uh, fakes a player, cuts in to the middle, finishes nicely. Yeah, but no, the thing is the. The fact that you get an assist to Werner, to Werner is a collector's item because he doesn't score a lot. So it means a lot, you know. Not many players are able to unlock Werner the way that Pulisic <laughs> did in that play. Was he offside? No, no, he's fine. He's fine. Um, oh, see, it was a good finish. It was a good finish. That's not that, well. That guy looks a little different. He looks a little too ethnic to be Werner. No, no, I'm saying like, but I'm saying any any player is capable of cocking one up. I, I just. I hate that Gerardo Moreno has the spotlight on him. He's a he's a nice player. Because it was sitting right in front of him. If it was like a if it was like a six yard seven yard thing where it pops over yeah. the, the post barely. Okay, fine, whatever. But this no keeper. It was inches off the line. 
There's no reason why he should be missing that. Why any player should be missing that. Everybody has a bad day at the office. Everybody does. Sometimes, you know, you have a bad day. You might, you know, you're taking a shower. You grab the soap and it falls. And you drop it. You're like, fuck. And that doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, it really gets you. It's like, fuck. All right. See, nobody's perfect. What a strike, by the way. Yeah, Bowen, man. What a player. He's, He's not bad. I like him. He's he's like still not up to Bruce Bowen's level, but he's getting there. He's become. <laughs> well, he's a not fan kicking favorite. people in the face, so that's a good. That's uh, a good thing. Shit. Yeah, tidy little player. But anyways, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Gerard Moreno, you would have made the bottle talk, or the sorry, the bottle bottler of the week. But no, we no, he's my bottler of the week. We, we haven't had that in about a year now. We we don't uh, do that anymore because we promote a positive environment here, and I don't give a fuck. We, we don't. We're called bottled. Yeah, That's but damn it, name, it, it's 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 in reference of of the beverages we enjoy, not to diminish or, you know, this is a safe space. We don't want to we don't want players to <laughs> drama Moreno. Uh, 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 shit, no. My sound effects are terrible, but nah. you know you get the gist. You get the fucking gist. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start a GoFundMe do, 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 do. so you guys can hook us up with the soundboard. Yeah, uh, uh, listeners, please. I, Beg you, yeah. Um, and the highest Patreon. bidder, the highest bidder gets to have a, a sound on the board. Yeah, so like, gonna, it could be of them wanking, like whoa, or like a, a or a guest spot. spot. Or a, yeah. hey, hey, go, hey, followers, please, we need your money. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what were we talking about? No, I mean that was. Oh well, yeah, I, I I was gonna say I have your Real winning tomorrow. Oh, against Atalanta. Yeah. I don't know, man. Atlanta plays awfully pretty. Yeah, they're they make you gasp with but Gasper. but they're both uh, not as good as they should be. Yeah, I'll take Atlanta uh, two to one. Uh, I'll take yeah. Villarreal one nil. One nil. Gerard Moreno uh, redemption arc. Ah oh, man, I I'd love to Apparently say since we're handing those out so frivolously these days. No, I mean you know Gerard Moreno. You know that's a national team player. My respects. I I think this is gonna be a game, um, where it's just a classic set piece play. Pau Torres header, top ends goal, and uh, yeah. Pau Torres, huh? Uh, I know he's not that great, but he he tries real hard. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So uh, what do we got next on the burner? Are we uh? Let's uh. Well, we kind of uh, alluded to this. Real quick, um, a couple minutes ago, the Der Classica. I, I, I think you said you didn't watch it, but yeah. uh, man, what a match! Fuck, oh. Dortmund. Uh, second place, second place by I think like two points or so, or even a point. Right. Uh, because uh, Bayern Munich has they they've dropped some recently in the last month or so. And uh, it was uh, Holland's first game back since the injury. Holland, or his first start, I should say. I should. Mm-hmm. It, it was in his first game back. Yeah, he subbed in uh, about a week ago. A week uh, ago. Um, but uh, yeah, first start, and uh, he had his goal. Very nice goal. Opportunistic. Nice, nice and tight. And um, weak foot. Dortmund could have won it, man. I think I think Dortmund had it. They they uh, had this crazy intensity to begin the match, put a put a um, a Bayern Munich uh, on on a back foot. If I'm honest, just due to all the pressure, and what a goal by Julian Brandt. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, I did. I, I man, not a big German fan. So uh, yeah, 
Yeah. To be fair, but um, you know, yeah, um, you know, obviously, he mixed up a uh, Alfonso Davies first touch mixer, and yeah. uh, came back finished with left foot man. Um, yeah. there was there was a bit of controversy because uh, Marco uh, Royce uh, drew a penalty and and if we look at it in motion or in slow motion, yeah, it's a pen. Uh, they didn't look at it. They didn't take it to VAR. And uh, a few minutes later, Mats Hummels, after very, very terribly... Do you remember the ball that um, that Jorginho gave to uh, Manchester City? Manchester City. Or Manchester United last week? Yeah. Uh, for, for the draw? Right. It was basically right. the same thing for Mats Hummels. Uh-huh. And uh, that's how, uh, that's how uh, Bayern Munich were able to score the equalizer. And then the second goal... Was uh, was Mats Hummels? I don't know what the fuck he's doing in the box, but he's like trying to dive away, and he's got his hands up in front of him. That's a handball all day, son. Uh, I thought so. I saw there was a lot of controversy because it didn't it hit like closer to his shoulder. No, no, it was it was definitely his like elbow. He he outstretched. It was very unnatural motion. So there was two penalties. One was given, and Marco Rosa talking shit to the ref. You know he gets uh. He gets sent off, and and then later on after the game, uh, well, Bayern Munich uh, win three to two. Uh, after the game, Jude Bellingham has some comments uh, saying, "Yeah, the, the ref is a, he's been accused of match fixing or before, or he's been banned. Yeah, uh, for match fixing before. What do you expect? You know, basically, all but but straight up saying that yeah, he him he." Uh, you know, he, he cheated altered against us. Yeah, he altered the match. He did, he did. Um, was it match fixing? I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Well, we have no proof that it is. You know? We have no proof that it is. We have no proof that it isn't. It has, but um, it, we, yeah. just, we just let it go. But it, but based on the history, you're going to make those comments. Yeah, and, and if there's elements of love, you know, where, where there's room for interpretation and he doesn't give it, you're always going to be a suspect because you have that reputation. Yeah. Now, if he goes to the VAR and then says that's not a penalty... Fine, like yeah. you can and say even that, that. Even that's say, kind of bad. And too. even even that's fucked up. That that's that's a very harsh thing to say because because it's more uh, obvious in ma- slow match fixing. Uh, uh, carries a very heavy weight, not only uh, sporting wise but career wise, um, and from a criminal perspective too. Yeah, and especially you know, like you said, like he said, the guy's done it before. Whatever, um, I wouldn't be so quick to be harsh on him. You know, the game was intense. It's your it's your greatest nemesis. It's the game that you want to win every season. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's two pints, people. I I struggle to be so harsh on on Bellingham because you know after all the things I've said, he's still a young guy. He's just a wee lad, and he's he's in the heat of the moment. He's gonna say shit like that, you know. Yeah, I can't be too harsh. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a player. He he has emotions, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a person. He's a player, and just it was an intent. It was a very good match, and they they find him forty thousand uh, euros for it. Forty thousand quid. Yeah, um, which is more than uh, some racist racism uh, uh, punishments have been given. So allegedly, allegedly. You know, take, Take that what you will. Listen, if if you make a racist remark on on the on the camera for the Bundesliga TV, 
I promise you, you're getting banned more than 40,000. So I'm not having that. Second, listen, you're a grown man. Live with the result. You lost. Yeah. I know. Controversy. It happens. <laughs> I hope he learns his lesson because 40,000 is a lot, you know, especially for a young man like him. But, you know, next time you gain nothing. You gain nothing. Game's over. It's not going to change the ref's, de- ref's decision. Uh, let let the people perceive what they see, and and anybody who watches the ja- the 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 game from a neutral perspective can tell you that, well, ref was just off the mark and did play a role in the result. But, yeah, I I like Jude Bellingham as a player. By the way, would take him at City in a heartbeat. He's a very very good player. Thought very tidy. Just perfect teeth too. Perfect teeth. I mean, you know, just really perfect tight skin, locked curly his, hair and great hair bone structure. Very, and he's tall. He's so marketable and he's very... Anyway. And his uh, Birmingham accent. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, but he don't need who. Nah, just kidding, man. Nah, he's a proper baller and I can't wait to see that midfield of like Foden, Bellingham, Calvin Phillips, Grealish, you know. Mount, all these guys, once they collaborate, you know, it's... I'm pretty bricked for the next World Cup. You know, for England, for Qatar, especially as a country, and uh, I follow the out. Premier League. I like the British team. I like y'all can play. sit on one. How about uh, that? That was that was my boy Bottlers. Boris. Though remember, he was like Bottlers, yeah, but he's like, yeah, you know, it's Chelsea. You got to root for the English team. Uh, Bottlers, uh, <laughs> and then I remember distinctly because it was that week against Real Madrid. So probably you, you're thinking like. Well, you know, we have Bale, Modric, former Spurs. Yeah, this guy's going to back us. He's like, ah, I got to stick with the Prem. Bro. As much as I hate him, he's like, yeah. what? Like, that just makes no sense. That's even more of a more of a reason to go against them. Yeah, they're our rivals. I <laughs> know, uh, it's funny. I hate cause... when I hear that. Like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that from Barcelona and Real Madrid fans, too. Like, oh, but I'm still going to support the Spanish team. What? Uh, what? That one's a head scratcher, yeah. I don't wish fucking good on my enemies. I guess it really depends on how bad you hate the team. Because I, I honestly could say I probably would never root for Liverpool or United in, in, in a game like that in the Champions League. But Chelsea, Tottenham even. Yeah, but you kind of like Arsenal. you kind of like Chelsea, though. Like the same well, way that I like Arsenal. Yeah. Maybe less, but... I, I like Chelsea. I like yeah. those players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, if, unless it's like a team that you have a soft spot for, why are you rooting for them? I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> Especially a London to London club. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like you're supposed to, like they're they're supposed to be your biggest rivals other than Arsenal or just as much. Oh, fuck, man. But you know, you know, far be it for me to yeah. judge somebody. You know. Judge. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on from the Clásica. Um. Do you uh, want to talk about the Prem? All right. So, uh, Premier League. Before we start, I guess I got to say that. Do you remember last season? There was a point where we kind of like looked around and we're like, uh, huh. City were like around fifth or sixth. And all of a sudden, they. Not all of a sudden, but. Gradually, the results just stayed even. They kept winning, 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 winning. And uh, all of a sudden, we're looking at a 12-point gap. You know? Yeah. And I think that I had the feeling this weekend, after their win and Chelsea's loss, 
that were headed towards a similar direction. I don't see them losing anytime soon. They're just so steady right now. and Steady. Other than Liverpool, I don't know if Chelsea can keep it up as well. Yeah. Um, Chelsea are having their problems at the back. I think Liverpool are are playing actually decent football. Very good football, I'll say. Still, they're still um, beatable, I feel. I think they're at, at their peak at the moment, and if any of those sharp edges become brittle and break, and by that I mean injuries, which I, I'm not wishing on them, they're, they're an injury or two away from becoming a beatable, very beatable team. Whereas City have the benefit of having a, a very deep team. Chelsea have too, but... On the defense is where they're wearing thin, and that's where they're ex- experiencing issues. So, I like I like City for the for the title. Where where are the injuries for Liverpool that you're talking about? Uh, front like what three, positions? Front three and uh, uh, I guess the defense would hurt a lot as well. By the way, but I think uh, you know the moment that they lose a Jota, Mane, or Salah. It just complicates things for them a little bit. You know, I don't think Firmino is... Well, they're going to lose Mane and Salah for a bit. For, I mean, injuries or... No, for uh, the the African Cup. Oh, okay. See, I, I didn't I The didn't CAF realize. Cup. It's in January. Oh, thank God. They have such a fucked up schedule. To be fair, we're going to lose uh, Mahrez as well, so... Okay. Has he been playing? <laughs> yeah. He's... A lot? Yeah. I mean... Uh, he's a sub... Not he always. He doesn't really start a no, whole lot. He starts a good a, a good amount, but I think it's pretty evenly split because there's a moment when Sterling wasn't playing for a prolonged amount. He was kind of occupying all of those minutes, but uh, Pep rotates the wings very very well. Uh, just seeing that Masuaku goal. I don't know if he meant that, by the way. Uh, no, dude, clearly not. He mishit it, but you think so? Yeah, yeah. But uh, many had his eye on on the. On the centers, it just almost looks like he was looking at the goal the whole time when and when he did that. But I I may be tripping. It's hard to say. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. But no, I I would say that from that position you're looking to cross like always. No one's shooting. Yeah, unless you're like KDB the god. It, it just right. Uh, it just um. It's too uh fortunate for uh, it we'll, to be. Let's have a look then, shall we? Right, fake, fake. Okay. I don't know. You yeah. see how his eyes just follow that? I mean, I can't see his eyes. Can hands you? went up. Oh Was yeah, he wasn't looking. If you look at if you look at Mandy, he's looking at the uh... oh, top pins. Oh man, I thought Mandy had his eye on the like on the forwards or the like that center part. But yeah, no one, no one's see. Even Moyes to... is like, yeah, that's how we drew it up. <laughs> Nah, nah, it's know. a howler it, for Mendy. A, yeah, it's it's a crazy one. I mean, Ballon d'Or though, right? People are saying, <laughs> "Fuck." Kepa had a great game today, by the way. We uh, didn't really talk about that. Uh, to be fair, it's Zenit, mate. Didn't and, even well, get the he win. had good saves, three goals, good oh, saves, please. good saves that he had no business making. Well, Bet- according to most other people, better off was Willy Caballero. <laughs> um, nah, but yeah. Oh, he signed with somebody recently too. <laughs> I forgot who, but I know he got he got paid. Well, hopefully he is handsome. Well, he 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 has a few different jobs. I I think he's in the adult industry as well. Uh, um, I think. Uh, do I, do I dare ask? Oh, uh, yeah, he's Mister Sins, man. 
With Johnny Sins? No. Oh. oh. oh I, I, folks sake. You're like, I don't know what that is. Not not really uh, familiar. He's with Southampton. Oh, wow. Yeah. He just got hired. <sighs> but anyway, um, yeah, beyond that, uh, let, let's just get down to the results, man. Results. Results are what matters. It's a results-driven business. Uh, we're going to start in uh, last week's game on Thursday with uh, Manchester United and uh, Arsenal. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, Manchester United, 3-2. to two. Michael Carrick's last game as a caretaker a- manager, and uh, he rides off into the sunset undefeated. Wish we could say the same about Xavi, but we know how that went. Um, well, he was undefeated for a game, too. For two games. Well, two games as well. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Xavi matched them. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, obviously... The benefit that Xavi doesn't have is actually being within the staff for more than a year. So, I just don't feel it's quite the same comparison, to be fair. Um, I don't want to hear it. Because all I heard in the beginning was, Oh, Barcelona are different now. They are, they are. Barcelona DNA. Yeah, I still agree with all that. Um, anyway, Manchester United beats uh, Arsenal 3-2. to Brace for Ronaldo. And uh, Arsenal, fuck, man. They were on a nice little streak, and I actually thought they were going to win that match. They didn't, of course. Um, but anyway, 3-2, to two, Manchester United, much needed. And then uh, Tottenham beats Brentford 2-0. to zero. You don't really see that too often, a clean sheet. Tottenham right now have an issue, though. They have a big old problem. Yeah. Uh, about 20 cases of COVID between the staff and the uh, first team. Mm-hmm. As of now, they only have 10 players from the first team that are available to play. Yeah, and um, their game was postponed today, actually. Or, sorry, tomorrow when they play Stade uh, uh, Rens. And Stade Rens is, is kind of being a dick about it. They're like, well, we're good. We're ready to compete. We're not forfeiting the match. And Spurs are like, we can't play because we have so many players out and it's going to risk, you know, contagion. Con- yeah, I mean, due be- to this be- little thing called the COVID-19. Yeah. Perhaps and, you heard of this pandemic. And Stad and Sta- Renz is like, nah, we'll take the dub. Like, hey, they can't show up. That's not our problem. It's kind of fucked. I think that's like a, a easy cop-out for, for Stad Ren, who would typically lose to Spurs, I think, would be the safe assumption. Yeah, and... Uh- so they, they launched a, a like a, a PR statement for to UEFA saying that they haven't quit, they're ready to play, and you know and UEFA on the other I mean Spurs on the other hand is saying UEFA has canceled the match when that isn't the case. So there's that ongoing scandal right now. I wonder how that's gonna finish and it's gonna it's gonna end up as a postponement. Well, I mean that'd be the fair thing to do, but there's no official word yet. So um, we'll see. Uh, that being said, I think. Spurs were already bad as it is, and now they're worse, you know? Yeah, they're not looking too good. But they won 2-0. to zero. Fair enough. And then we'll get into the weekend's games. Uh, Saturday, December 4th, West Ham beats Chelsea, which we're watching right now. 3-2 to two by a wonder goal from, um, what's his name? Masuaku. Masuaku. The Belgian... Yeah, surprise for Chelsea because they they hadn't lost games in forever. Is that their first defeat? 
They had been winning games, kind of. Uh, Rather emphatically, I'd say. Uh, well, oh. the last few day, the last few weeks, yeah, but before that, they were kind of just winning. Ah. Oh. And uh, what a game by Pulisic, though. Ah, he's okay, isn't he? Came yeah. off the bench. But um, yeah, I think Chelsea a uh, little blip in the road. West Ham are a fine team. Gave City trouble, didn't quite win, didn't quite draw, but they gave them trouble. Uh, well, Chelsea couldn't say the same. And, uh, yeah, fair play to uh, West Ham. And uh, nothing. We'll see how they advance. I, I think they're in a good position on the Prem. Much better than they probably would have dreamt of. And, uh, yeah. And then following that, Newcastle uh, beats uh, Burnley 1-0. Colin Wilson scores. Go on, Newcastle. And then Southampton draws with Brighton. Brighton, a uh, far cry from where they were uh, a yeah. couple months ago. Yeah, but still, still in the prem though. Still hit though. <laughs> uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And then um, Liverpool beats Wolves at the very end, one to zero. Are we gonna look back on that one and be like, well, they barely won? No, we're going to remember that they won, right? Yep. That's all I ask, the same kind of love for Chelsea. Because I feel like we're quick to shit on Chelsea. Liverpool barely won against Wolves. <sighs> okay. Anyways. How many times for... have uh, Chelsea barely won? Well, a fair I mean, amount. We don't, we don't remember that, right? No, you, you clearly do. I don't think about it. But you're like, well, they barely won this one. They barely won this one. Let's have that same en- energy for the Reds, huh? Didn't I just say that? No, you didn't. I said they won at the dying minutes. No, I know, I know, but you like we don't we don't approach it with that same uh, condescending tone that we do Chelsea. Oh, I was being condescending. Yeah, you're when? always condescending about Chelsea, man. Come on, what's new? Well, Anyways. well, one first of all, uh, let's be very clear, and I'll go on record saying this: fuck Chelsea. Uh, from a personal standpoint, sheesh. um, and, and if it makes you feel better. Liverpool barely gets a win against Wolves. Yeah, yeah, that's all I ask. And it's not their first time, by the way, but I just, I, my point is that I, I, I'd like to see that same energy. Well, we're a positive podcast. So uh, Liverpool gets the three points at the end of uh, at the end of match time. And Wolves, good effort, because you were a few minutes off from a point. From a point. Yeah. But at home. At home, to be fair. Against... Uh, uh, I was there positives in that? There's no positives in that. You uh, lost. Well, for Ralph Hausenhuttle, he was happy to draw against Liverpool enough that he shed tears. And that, that led to a very serious decline, didn't it? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, someone that didn't barely win was Manchester City uh, uh, against Watford. Track. Yeah, flat track bullies. Well, they actually conceded a goal. Yeah. Um, you know, credit to Kralady Ranieri though, right? No, for sure, for sure. I, I think, um, well, when you triple the opponent's score, I I find <laughs> there's very little silver lining to hang on to. But I like Ranieri, I like Watford, I like the project they got going on. Uh, you know, one of the teams with the highest long ball percentages. So I mean, they're a very dynamic team on the counter and fair play. As for City, you know. What a what a what a player uh, 
Bernardo Silva has turned into, right? Yeah, a good player for sure. How do you uh how do you feel about the best player in the Prem shouts that he's getting right now? Much deserved. Um but where I draw the line is when people say best player in the world. And there's people saying that. There's people that are saying that about Salah as well. I don't agree with that. Salah's a little more merited, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, you know, stats are a big part of it, and he has the stats as well. And consistency, availability, all those things. But, yeah, no, Bernardo just, uh, you know, even off just the eye test, is just uh, has the ball on the string at all times, makes the right decisions, and, you know, he's clinical right now, so he's in a good moment for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a runner-up, if not the best the player in the Prem right now, you know. Like, for forget, you know, Declan Rice, for example. Forget Mikel Antonio had an amazing start. It's still playing really well. Uh, forget yeah. Mikel uh, Antonio isn't the be- even the best striker for me. Um, okay. Uh, forget, in, the, in the league. Forget Cancelo, yeah. who's, who's been playing great all season. Forget, I don't know. I, I can't think right now of, of who else. Forget all those guys? Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, well, Mikel Antonio doesn't deserve. A, I don't think he deserves to be in that company. Cancelo. No, he, no, he's been playing great this season. He's been good. I'm not gonna. I'm, but like he's I told been you, great this we're, we're talking about best players. He's not even the best forward for me. But you know, we're talking about this season, though. Yeah, exactly. This season in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's he's a good player, but he's not on that level of Bernardo, um, you know, Salah, Joao Cancelo. Well, you're thinking of it historically. No, no, today, today. I'm, I'm talking about... Today, cause based on this season, 2022, 2021. Yeah, but his league. numbers are are amazing. And so are Vardy's, okay? And and so it doesn't mean that just off the numbers, I'm going to say you're one of the best players. It is a big component, but on that team, Declan Rice is the guy. That that one that one's one I agree with you, but uh, Mikel Antonio is, is not too far off, but he's not. he's just not there for me. You're not the best player on your team. Even, you know, for me to say in the league. Fair play, though. I, we got to show love to our CONCACAF guys. I get it. But uh, it's, a bit t- it's a bit tough for me to give them that credit. Um, anyways, though, uh, Bernardo, yeah, well-merited. I, just, I think he's had a great month. Yeah. Because before that, we weren't even thinking about him, right? No, I was. I watch him every from, week. From, from the, well, I, I, I know you do. but Chelsea, the, you can you know watch the tape on the Chelsea match, but, on the Liverpool match. And this was more than a month ago. He balled. Yeah, we're talking about specific matches. Big, The best teams in the league. Best opponents in the league. He shows up to big games. He's not always on the stat sheet, but I feel like he's merited Premier League Player of the Month. I still give it to Salah, though, to be fair, because the stats are undeniable. But I think Bernardo's the next closest. And then uh, I think I will put Cancelo above him. Oh uh, well, hey, well, fair, I mean, we're talking point. about consistency. Yeah. Yeah, Cancelo by far. Um. Well, Premier League Player of the Year isn't based solely on consistency. It's also on moments of brilliance, and not to say Joao Cancelo hasn't had any, but I just yeah, that's amazing that you say that. I mean, that's almost ridiculous. Well, I mean, if if we're going off stats and moments or stats and consistency, I mean. You know, Pogba had seven assists to start off the season, right? Uh, and I know he's injured, but my point is that, you know, stats are one thing. Um, and I'm not saying Joao Cancelo isn't a candidate for that, but I'm always going to give it to the midfielder over the over the right back or left back, whatever you want to consider him. Uh, yeah. 
uh, basically an attacking player. Uh, still like part by of, position. Still no, part, no, you're, still part of a backline. No, you're, well, you're talking about position. Yeah. Well, if if we but, really, but if, if we're talking we really about wanna... game and, and you say you watch them, yeah. So Cancelo is basically an attacking player. And I'm not gonna have any other way. Oh, on the st- on the team sheet, he shows up as a defender. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, and and every every player on City is gonna be an attacker because we actually attack. We don't sit back and defend. So I mean, yeah, I get it. But if we want to talk about defenders. That's like a separate category for me. It feels right, like, but you're but, but you're talking about him officially as a as a defender. Yeah. Which yes, that's positionally where he's located at the beginning of the game. Yeah. On the on the on the whiteboard when when Pep is putting his positions. Right. Yeah. But but his actual function in a game is as an attacker. It varies. And for you, it varies on the opponent. And for you to say that is ridiculous. I don't understand. It's what, I don't understand what you're trying to get across. I said Bernardo that, is the best player on City. He's player of the season. Joao Cancelo's very good. No, and, he's and, an and, I'm, and I'm telling you, Cancelo has been better this season. I don't think he has. And that's your opinion. So. And my opinion is Bernardo is. And, you know, Joao Cancelo has been good. Actually, he's been great. I still think Bernardo has been better. And I'm not looking at it strictly from stats or a really cool pass that he made. I'm looking at it from a pressing perspective, from ball retention, creativity. We're, and and pre- you know, Pressing is a stat. No, well... <laughs> No, pressing. I'm not looking a stat. at it from a pressing perspective. Uh, well, that's yeah. that's so 2021. If you if you ever ask me. Well, I I actually value a player's work off the ball as much as when he's on the ball. And, sure. Yeah. And both players perform at a high level in terms of pressing. By the way, I'm not saying Cancelo doesn't press. I just love Bernardo's engine. He's also been uh you know key in big games, not just the games against Burnley, not just in the games against Norwich. So yeah. Agree to disagree. For me, it's Bernardo. Fair enough. Um, uh, where where do we go from here? Oh, uh, well, you had a you had a tidbit that you wanted to talk about. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so you you no, you mentioned to me that that you that you had a problem with people living in the moment. I already, yeah, I already mentioned that. That was that. I already mentioned that. Yeah, I already mentioned it. I already said like. I, he's not the best player in the world, but people get carried away by making those comments the same way they did with Salah. He's a player in a good moment, but like to say best player in the world, you're you know Messi is that you know Lewandowski is a candidate. Messi's that. not. Messi for me is is and for you he's not. Uh, Lewandowski's the next there and Benzema. Why is Messi the best player for you right now? Uh, because he's just the most talented player. He's just the best player on the planet. When you see him, what he I mean, does. But, but... You're talking about historically. No, no. Well, historically and based off of the end of last season, if we're just focusing on this season, which is not the way Ballon d'Ors are calculated. But I'm not talking about Ballon d'Or. Okay. Well, okay. If we're talking about this season and this season in particular, um, it's actually really tight. I can't tell you who's there's a front runner yet because the season isn't even over. But currently, if we're going off form, yeah, you can do currently. You could you could do power rankings, sure. Um, but I, I obviously Messi's not at the top of his game right now, but on his day, he's still the best player in the world. And I'm not going to be convinced by, by anybody else. Cause I've seen him have slumps like this and then he goes on a tear. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, despite whatever allegiances you have, he is the Ballon d'Or holder. He didn't just slip trip and fall into that position. He's, he's a factor, you know? Right. Why, why, why do you have to say that? Because I feel like uh, you're not giving him his fair shake. He is the best player in the world, and he has been. He's the best we've ever seen on a football. Okay, pitch. and that's where it ends. Okay, but the but the best player in the world was gypped twice. 
I'm not going to remember that 20 years from now. I'm only going to remember who did win it. There's not enough. We don't have time to look at the sob stories in, in the books, you know? If, if you believe It's funny it, that you say that because that you, but you, were, you were shitting on Modric for the same reason. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't remember who won second place that year or third place because I'm not going to bring it up. It's done. It's decided. If people thought Modric was the best, so be it. This year, and you can people, say it in a very convicting way. Yeah, yeah. But, this, but that doesn't make Messi the best player. Oh, I know. I'll let I'll let the people who voted for it decide, and they decided that you know. There there was a lot of people that voted for players that did not completely deserve it, either. and they didn't win it. They didn't get enough votes. I mean, you know, but, that's but, the way but a democracy that, but, but, works. But that's what that's what, what that's the way a democracy. But it, works. that wasn't a democratic vote. Well, I it mean, was just like a, it's a not collection. a poli- it's not a political you know governance. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's well distributed between players, managers, and media, or whatever, or however they they dispute that. I'm not part of the Ballon d'Or process, but. Messi's the goat, man. I mean, what do you want me to say? He is the goat. And then, so okay, let, let's let's just that. let's just let's just imagine Messi doesn't exist because that's what we have to do when discussing who the best player is. Well, he's not the best player today. Yeah, you don't think so, and and I disagree with you there. But I'm not looking at it strictly from a stats perspective. I'm not looking at it. Um, yeah, you're looking at it from a talent perspective. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, when when on his best day, when he's in form, I don't know anybody who's reaching him right now. You know, he's starting to pick up that form, by the way, but, you know, it's going to take time. But, I mean, Salah, he's he's a good shout, I guess. I mean, Benzema, Lewandowski, but even they haven't been off to the same hot start they were last season. I know Benzema's doing great, but, I mean, I'm Benzema's not going to call him. Benzema's been great for the last three seasons. And, I know, and hasn't won anything uh, in terms of individual awards, uh, if by, you know, warranted by whatever the Ballon d'Or or, or, or the FIFA Men's Player of the Year. You know, he hasn't been voted for anything, but he is. Yeah, I agree. He's the best striker. And I've said this before. So is Lewandowski. He's like, they're almost neck and neck. So those are the guys that I can compare to Messi. But I still stick with that. Messi is the best player in the world. Nobody has convinced me otherwise. You know, I mean, unless, like I said, you have your allegiances, which which many people do, then you can believe what you want. But I'm not going to tell you what your favorite food is. You know, I mean, that's not that's not my job. You can interpret it the way you want. But I believe Messi is (laughs) Messi is the best. You know, that's that's for me. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah, food is different than uh, what we see on a week-to-week basis. Well, man. it's like music, too. You're like, no, this is the best band. It's like, oh, well, that's the best band to you, my G. It's not for me. Right. And, 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 and those are different things. Well, I know. That's the great thing about sports is that we have statistical backup, you know? And, and less, we give too less... much weight to that shit, by the way. Well, I Way know. too much weight so to, then, to so statistics. Then, so then what are we basing it off of? Eye test, stats. I mean, for me, on eye test, Messi's still the best in the world. Effectiveness. Oh, man. So how do you measure that? There's a, then you we're can't looking measure at me- that. We're looking at metrics yeah, then, and stats. Then, then you're, no, then you're watching the game. You right. sit there and watch the game. And how you're going to tell me someone you... that runs a whole lot so is going to be better than, than Messi, for example? So you're telling no. me everybody's able to watch every single game in the world going on at the time. No, so that's but, the but only you way... can't say it with so much conviction. That's the only way you have a valid opinion on football then. Because you don't watch every game Lewandowski plays. You don't watch every game that Messi plays, Benzema, Bernardo. You know, that's impossible. Well, so, I, well, so I, do, well I do watch every game that, Bern- that Benzema plays. Well, good for you, man. I mean, that, that's great. So you have every valid point to say he's the best player in the world. I don't think he is. I think he's very. Well, close. I don't say that. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't think a lot of people would agree with you if you did, but I think guy, a lot would. The people that that would very agree biased with, people would that would agree me with with me and and Ballon d'Or would say Messi is the best. So, see, when I talk to you like this, and yeah. I'm telling you that Benzema is the best, and he's going to score a lot, and, and Real Madrid over the last six months has been yeah. the best, then then he's the best player. 
Yeah. Right? When you, when Messi when you tell me that Messi's been playing with PSG, hasn't done jack shit for four months. Oh, uh, hasn't done jack shit. And, right. and he he disappeared in the semifinal and he disappeared in the final of the Copa America and we're yeah. still giving him the the Ballon d'Or, then yeah. yeah, he's not the best. He did win so You see you see summer. what I'm saying? So yeah. I can talk like that and yeah. and sound very convincing. No, you don't sound convincing. That's the funny part. But you know, I say it to because because I, I truly because I truly believe it. I'm not saying it to to prove my point on you or or change your mind because you're there's no way to change your mind clearly on that topic. But yeah, I believe Messi's the best. I mean, I already I already listed everything I had to list. But if you don't agree with it, fair play. If you're basing his, uh, you know, level just on the team well, he just recently okay, so joined. Okay, so on the topic of of Ballon d'Or or whatever, yeah, it, we're basing, um, I guess ten months because it's only from. From January to mid October, if you don't do shit for four months, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's nothing you can say. And fair credit, if you're gonna say Lewandowski did jack shit in the Euros, okay, he didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, I I I don't have much to say. I mean, you're you're asking me who the best player is. I gave you my answer, and that, that's it. I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but a lot of people do, you know. Um. Uh, fuck. Where were we? Manchester City, um, okay, Watford. yeah, uh, Bernardo and then Cancelo, okay, and Watford, yeah, yes, and Bernardo, by the way, has been doing great for me in in the fantasy, uh, so I guess I can't complain that he's been so good and 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 in player of the year form, which did did he win player of the year like two or three years ago or something like that? I I don't know if he did actually. I think De Bruyne is usually won it for City, but um, you know, I think this year Bernardo's a good candidate. Cancelo's a good candidate. You know, this will depend on who wins the Prem really. Um, so if if City win the league, um, or unless Salah wins like fucking thirty well, goals or something. Yeah, if Salah finishes with like you know more than twenty five, which I think he's on course. He has a good shout, and depending on how well Liverpool finish in the league. Um, you know, it's going to depend on that, but those are like the three best players in the league. If I had to narrow it down to just three, I think if I could add fourth, it'd be Declan. And then, you know, after that, it's, uh, I, I really do like, uh, Reese James a lot. That's, that's, the oh, that's a good shout. Those, yeah. Those, so like, he's been, he's been amazing all season. Two defenders, a midfielder. Defending well and scoring. And a striker, you know, so. It's really between those guys, uh, but yeah, obviously we can't give it now. I think it's too early for for me to the same way close to halfway. Yeah, the same way. If like if I say he's the best player in the world after four months, I can't also shit on some players that haven't performed yet. So some players are but but, are, but I think if players haven't performed, it's kind of it's kind of merited though. Yeah, uh, I mean, but you know, he can have a, a very smashing second half of the season, and that then in recency bias when I ask you. In March, who the best player is, we can be referring to um, the four months that he Mason sucks. Mount. No, you're not going to refer to the four months that he sucks. I doubt it. But, I mean, you can if you have that fixation on, on only focusing on the negative of a player. Sure. Everybody has an agenda or a narrative that they want to push. And, you know, you can definitely paint it how you want. But, yeah, that does, you know, play a role. If we were just focusing on the first month, you would swear Bogba was going to get PFA Player of the Year or something. You know? I think we all saw that, that it was coming, that he wasn't going to sustain that. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that, but I did. Uh, and not because... Uh, well, it was because I thought Ali was going to stay throughout the whole season, but things are looking better now, but he's injured, so he doesn't really have the benefit of, of proving people wrong right now. But 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, we'll I mean, see. even before that, it, it was a while. I think that was the last time he actually did assist, if I'm not mistaken, that one game. Yeah, he, he had a, a field day that day. Um, so moving on from uh, from that match, uh, on Sunday, Leeds um, versus Brentford, the Guild did a 2-2 draw. And Patrick Bamford got a, a last-minute winner. Or, I'm sorry, a last-minute uh, equalizer. Um, not much to say about that match. Uh, Leeds, uh, it's crazy because they're not too far different of what they were last season. I guess they're 15th now uh, as opposed to the constant middle place that they were last season. Yeah. But, but they are only uh, six points above uh, relegation zone with uh, – a negative seven in goal differential. And then, uh, oh shit. And then on next game is uh, Manchester United beats Crystal Palace 1 0. Yeah. First game uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Ralph Ranick as the manager. And uh, I mean, I guess, I guess he did add cohesion to the, to the formation. Too too tough to tell. I mean, way too early to say that he's improved the team. Really, it's uh, especially if we go based on today's result with young boys. Oh God, Curry, behave yourself. That's not a foul. Should have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fred scores a banger and they barely win one to zero. Oh shit. Um, next match, uh, Tottenham lays three on Norwich. Uh, three goals for Tottenham and zero for Harry Kane. Yeah, man. What's up? Yeah, I wish I could tell you, man. I, I think a lot of people are asking themselves that question. That's got to be a I'm going to tell you right now, though, on the Bottle Talker wow. podcast, uh, the Lukaku for Kane trade is still on the table. Ah, oh, man. If, you know, if you're, a, <laughs> if you're a willing party, you know. And I, this is me saying this knowing that there's a huge COVID outbreak for Tottenham. Yeah, but, you know, I'm winning despite having Kane top of the league currently. And, um, you know, I, I feel like even if I hold on to him, I'm in good shape. So I feel like I have a, bar- a lot of bargaining leverage. So I'm, I'm going to keep my cards close to me for now and, and just see how the season plays out. Because if Kane picks up form, I think I can just uh, kick my feet up and not even have to change my rotation on fantasy for a while. We'll see, though. Um, top of the league, I've been there. I know what that feels like. Uh, and City are top of the league, too, more importantly. so As of now? Ah. Uh... Right. We'll get into this the next match that's coming up in just a minute. But following that, Aston Villa, uh, two to one against Leicester. Yeah, that was the, a good upset there. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, I think uh, Evi Martinez had a had a game saving uh, save. Yeah, I mean against Harvey Barnes. Yeah, the face that he made, he's just like, wow, this is not normal. Um, but I guess the narrative was that uh, Steven Gerrard still has a winning record as a, as a manager in his first three games. Yeah. No, um, I mean... Well, they lost against City, and who can blame anybody for that right now? Um, but 2-1 and one so far. Mm-hmm. But d- I think it's too early to say, right, that he's had... That any much of any kind of effect, and I and I'm not I I'm under no pretense that he's had any kind of effect. Wow, how's that a foul? As yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't had any. Yeah, I mean it's hard to tell because I've been trying to see some kind of difference, but 
we got to remember even before Dean Smith left, this was a team capable of getting these three win, three game win streaks, you know, things like that. But you know, maybe he does have something up his sleeve, and I think the the it's a man the, management sort of thing. Yeah, too. I mean, the allure of being coached by Steven Gerrard for the sure respect. At, at at the very least means that the players show up and put in an honest shift. So yeah, I mean, he's reaping the benefits now. We'll, we'll see in in a few months what he's really made of, you know, when he gets re- down to the real nitty gritty. Uh, but you know, fabulous result against Leicester, who are so inconsistent this year. I mean, yeah, and they've borderline been bad. Yeah, they have. They they've been losing games that they typically are set out to win, and it really does make you question uh, Brendan Rodgers a, a little bit. Wow, they're officially a bottom half. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. I mean, if any team can bounce back from that position, it's them. But they really need to start changing things around a bit. Maybe a formation change. Uh, try something new because clearly what's what they're trying to do now isn't working it's crazy i'm looking at the uh at the table and only five teams have a positive goal differential yeah it's strange it's you know not even not even fifth place has a positive goal differential yeah yeah sixth place manchester united which is a which is news to me but everybody's got a negative goal differential, including fifth place, which is Tottenham. Right. Crazy. Crazy season so far. And uh, Everton, for the last match of the match week, uh, beats Arsenal. Fuck. Was it deserved? Um, Man, it's hard to say, really. I mean, I, I felt that Everton played with more passion. Uh, they were the enforcers in the game. So it wasn't for a lack of effort. I think they, their effort was on point to merit the result. But when you look at some of the, the the uh, you know the referee uh, decisions, the officiating, I should say, there were some question marks there. You know, Tomiyasu getting a cleat to the face, and um, you know, just you know things like that. I, I hate to, I hate to do this like ifs ands or buts or whatever you know. But really, that's a red card. Yeah, it should be. Um, VAR needs to look at that and say, hey, the, the guy had to look at him, pretended to look away, but knew where his face was and cleated him in the face. That's a that's a <laughs> 10 men to one in the first 30 minutes. Was it 30 minutes in or something like that? Yeah, it was early. It was very game. early on in the game, and that that's one that changes it. He gets a red card. I, I honestly doubt that, that Everton are able to pull off a 2-1 win. Yeah, it would have been difficult. I mean, even as it was, it, I don't know. My credit to Everton, though, in the last 10 minutes, they found this burst of life. But before mm-hmm. that, it was all Arsenal. And the one it, thing that I will say about Arsenal is when they go up, they don't go for the kill. I think a lot of a lot of that has to do with Aubameyang and how underwhelming he's been. Um, not only is he missing shots, but well, he's he not missed getting one into at the, the very end, too. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. We can't let him off the hook. And I've been a very huge Aubameyang defender, but... It's at this point, it's become indefensible. Yeah, even Gerard Moreno is probably hitting that. To be fair, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it, it it's a tough one. I don't know if it's like a cut and dry, um, goal, but I know I know it's on target. It should challenge the keeper at the moment. Yeah, it's on it's on target for sure. So, I don't know. It and so many people have been shooting on him, and it's. It's become. It's gotten to the point where you you can't really say anything in favor of him. He's not scoring a whole lot. His his movement is surprisingly not bad. It's just he just doesn't have his shooting boots. And I don't know what the, what that's. Is he tired? 
I, I don't know what that's what we can attribute that to. Yeah, it's really hard to say. Um, I know Arsenal have gone through a few little systematic changes, and I, I don't feel like that he's adapt well to the positions. Or maybe he's not made for it. Yeah, I mean, and he's past his best, I think. Um, maybe, maybe it's gotten to the point where Arteta can't drop him. But, there's nobody. There's not many other players like, that are better. Yeah. Yeah, but he's. I don't know. I I don't know what the situation is, which is why there's those rumors of Lautaro and Vlahovic and I don't know. It, Arsenal find themselves at a weird place because I don't. I don't. I never thought Lacazette was at that level, but Obama Yang has clearly dropped off, and if we're honest, Pepe. He's not on that level either. So they have. Yeah. Some some cleaning up to do in that front line. Um, I'm I'm curious to know what what they do moving forward. Yeah, TBH. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, they they have a lot of homework to do, but they they find themselves in a decent position as opposed to last year. So that's something I guess uh, to to look at and you know maybe see as a silver lining. But yeah, that was a winnable game. But at the very same time, there's no shame in losing at Goodison Park against Everton 2-1. Kept it competitive the whole Wonder match. Wonder strike, too, by Damari Gray. Yeah, you know, he had been teasing it. In fact, uh, the first goal came off of a rebound from it hitting the, the crossbar or the sidebar and, you know, Richarlison heading it home. And, and the second one was because of Damari Gray, clearly on his on his own top bins. Great yeah, strike. what a strike! Yeah, uh, you know nothing but respect for there's, that guy. There's a lot of shots right now for him to make the national team. Ah uh, man, don't think he's quite at that level. You just have to look at who's there, really. I mean, um, obviously you have Sterling and Saka, who are just excellent wingers. So that's those are two guys that you can't displace. And then you ask who is the who are the backups to those guys? Um, and then you have players that are a little bit. You know, a different skill set like Foden and, and maybe Grealish. Although Grealish, Grealish can be used in the mid. So, I mean, and then Lingard is always on the helm. There's so. uh, Lingard, Rashford. Rashford as well. The Greenwood, Greenwood who, who you can call up as well. Harvey Barnes. You Harvey know. Barnes even. Oh, man, I know we're forgetting somebody or a couple of people. Bowen, who's made a very good yeah. name for himself. James Madison he's, as well, even though Madison. he's kind of still coming back from that injury. I just I wouldn't consider Damari Gray. He's fringe for sure. He's the way he's fringe the way Aaron he's, Lennon used to be. He's he's yeah yeah a player that you, you might call up, but just and that was during a time right where now. England was pretty bad. Yeah, know? so right now I I wouldn't consider him just because he's had a great goal and he had a couple of great games. Not even great, just yeah I okay mean, games. I I don't know. It's a nice story though because um I will say you know I've watched him at Leicester didn't wasn't quite able to break through cause, and then he got injured and now he's getting a second shot with Everton and he's looking good but uh, he's still got a, a ways to go to even be considered on that level you know uh but yeah man uh that was that was a uh, one of the upsets of the week you know obviously Villa was another good upset I, I don't even know if I want to consider that an upset at this point is uh, it is I, it though I I don't know I would I would have to look at the odds but I think Arsenal should win that game you're right, but you're right, you know, you're right, you're there's right. like I was saying earlier, yeah. there's no shame in going to Goodison and losing on a cold night. You know, two one kept it on a Monday. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, you know. Yeah, and it sucks for Arsenal because they were on such a good streak and they caught two losses in a row, off of one was a wonder goal and the other was, I guess, a pen. Right. And mm. and if we're honest, Everton should have been playing with ten men. Yeah, 
That's the way. That was dirty, something. but you know that they found themselves in that situation before. That's just karma. That's the football gods. <laughs> no, no. It's for easy. all that, for all that luck that they had against the uh, under Wenger. Well, that, and then also like more recently, the game against Watford. Uh, it uh, it's a different different uh, pretense, different circumstance, okay. but it's just little things like that. But I mean, they they're in good shape. But obviously, they lose one match. I feel like Arsenal fan base are very fickle, and you're already getting Arteta out. Uh, you know trending and, and stuff so. how can you say that after like eight games undefeated ah uh, but you know it's just that's not what arsenal <laughs> were used to in the past decades you know so they, that's for most teams eight games undefeated i would say for like 95 percent of all teams it's like you're in a good space you lose two oh well you yeah. don't want to lose those you, you should have won everton you were i think on the road against united if i'm not mistaken right yeah on the road again so two road games in a row What's there to be upset about? Well, you know, I'm not saying I share those sentiments, but yeah, it, it exists, you know, amongst the, the, the Arsenal faithful. Yeah. Troops, you just we're gotta, talking to you. Yeah, yeah, I know quite a few. I mean, you know, yeah. my boy Amokar's come around. He's pretty much bought in, but like he was upset. One thing that a lot of Arsenal fans were, were upset about were the substitutions that Arteta made, which... You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. If they go good, we're not even talking about it. But they they didn't seem to help the team much, and it allowed uh, Everton to grow back into the game. But you know, those are things that even your best managers will do. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I I've seen Pep lose games at Goodison Park in the same manner, and you know, sometimes it's just you don't make the right subs, and and the other team lives up to the occasion. Uh, yeah, small blip. I, I'm pretty sure they'll win the next match. You know, so I mean, we'll get into that when we do our previews, but. Have to actually see who they play, but I think they'll pick it up. Yeah, I think I think they'll just move on like nothing for the next match. Um, so speaking of next match, uh, next match week is this Friday starting. Brentford versus Watford. Ford, Ford, Ford. Yeah. Ah uh, man, that's a good one. I'll I'm take a, Watford. I'm a yeah. I'm gonna have to go on on uh, on recency. And Watford have not been looking too bad. They're a fun team to watch, if nothing else. I if feel nothing like else, they're they're. Uh, I mean, they don't have the same style as Leeds, but I'm ter- talking about in terms of their productivity on the score sheet and making games entertaining. And how they were last season, yeah. Yeah, they're they're hel- helter skelter, but you know, fun. It's a fun watch. Like these days, if I know if I see Watford is playing, no matter who they're playing, I'm a watch. If I have the, they're, the they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of uh, diverse players. You know, I mean, they have players from Afcon, from Conmebol, from Europe, from you know everywhere. Uh, so yeah, man. I've always liked that about Watford. By the way, um, they they're always good about getting players from all around the world. Yeah. And currently, have no academy players in their starting eleven, so that's uh, something to take note of. That's yeah. troubling, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, not but not a lot of teams have that luxury. To be fair. Um. Next matchup on the eleventh, uh, Manchester City versus Wolves. Oh, that's a good game. Wolves do give us trouble. I wait. Triore for some reason, huh? He always has a match. Yeah, um, but man, he's know. been kind of quiet this year, huh? Yeah, I haven't heard I too mean, much from him. I mean, even last season, but yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard too much from him. Um, I struggle to think that City have trouble this game. I yeah, Maybe I, trouble I, scoring, I but not trouble football-wise. And I Two think nil. that's the case most times, yeah. like they, 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 they play their football, but they're not always able to put the finishing touches. Um, I'll take a 3-0 myself. I think uh, they're going to be heated. Uh, no matter what way people want to cut it, I don't think they're happy with the Leipzig result. 
and wolves just happen to be the next the next you know yeah i wouldn't be dinner on on the on them you You gotta take it out yeah i think so but you know think about cities they can create 20 and only make one so it's not out of the question but we'll see it's gonna be a good game um i'll definitely try to catch that fucking 430 match Uh, i'm gonna be up my boy west coasters i'm gonna be up yeah yeah you know me i'm gonna be in joshua tree this weekend oh oh And then Arsenal hosting our, uh, Southampton. Come on, Arsenal. Yeah, I three think, oh, that's that's three the perfect. Nil. That's the perfect team. That's the rebound smash that's you the, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After the rebound breakup. smash. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no. Rebound smash and grab. Whoa. Yeah, no, nah, that's a should be a. I'd say a two-zero Arsenal win. You know, goals from ESR and Ben White, some shit like that. Um, any love for? Um, Odegaard? Oh, he's been in great form, actually. He's been one of the more impressive players. I I, I like him a lot. Um, ESR2, Saka. Oh, by the way, his, the inclusion of Gabriel Martinelli has been really good. I like that. And, and I I'm think glad little by little he might around. push uh, Aubameyang off the team sheet. He succeeded already in getting Pepe off, which, I mean, maybe wasn't even the hardest task, but I think he's just more uh, versatile than Pepe. Pepe's nice, but... I don't Martin Martinelli has just a, such a all-around game to him. He, yeah, he can finish. He can dribble inside out, left foot, right foot. I mean, good player, and I'm glad to see him back on the on the good side. You know? Just hope he stays healthy. That's the big thing. Um, but, yeah, that's my... Uh, I'll take Arsenal, Arsenal. yeah. Uh, Chelsea versus Leeds. Uh, Chelsea's at home. Uh, yeah, up the fucking Leeds. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't see Leeds winning. Um, I, matter of fact, I see like a 4-0. Yeah, 4-0 might as well... Pulisic, you know, two assists. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Maybe he'll get on the score sheet. Maybe. Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Uh, oh, how poetic. One... Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my Gerard's God. back at Anfield. Gerard's back at Anfield for the first time. Um, 3-0, Liverpool. Yeah. I, I don't really see it any other way. Yeah. Um, 3-1. Let's be cute. Yeah, 3-1. Let's make it interesting. Um. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Liverpool win. Um, Norwich hosting Manchester United. Uh, I'll take a United win. Um, maybe like two nil, two one, two nil. Yeah, I mean Norwich are they are who they are. Uh, you know is a is a Sue back on the menu? Yeah, I think I think he's if anybody's like most likely to score, it's him. Um, although last week it was Fred, and you know. You would think going into the Palace game, Ronaldo probably will score, but you never really know. It's it just depends on the ball falling in his path, and if it does fall in his path, you can bet he's gonna fucking, at the very least, get it on target. So, yeah, he's. I think he's destined to get on the score sheet. Um, I think Greenwood is starting to show signs of you know, slight progression under Ragnick. You know, even though it's very small sample size. Yeah, I I think it's a good match for United to really try some stuff. You know. Yeah, I I think it's a very good experimental match for Ranić, and then the next uh, the next match probably not gonna happen. Brighton hosting Tottenham. Right. Um. Say, let's just go into the pretense that it does. I'll say, uh, I'll take a draw. One one. I would say Tottenham two to one. Fair enough. Even with the depleted squad. Well, if it does go on, oh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And Kane, he's, he's just not himself. He's barely touched his crumpet. 
Fucking hell. Burnley hosting West Ham. Ooh. Battle of the Clarets. The Claret Blaze. Come on, Burnley. And I only say this because I want Arsenal to get back into the top four. <laughs> and I'm tired of this West Ham where they're the real deal, dude. Trust me. Fuck out of here. Fucking Hammer Club ain't good for shit. Maybe your your highlight was during the Industrial Revolution when you guys had a steel mill. All right. Um, Burnley, 1-0. Sean Dyche, Masterclass. Cold weather. He loves that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. You have your... Uh... I'm just kind of mad they beat uh, Chelsea. Ah, bueno. Uh, Leicester hosting Newcastle. Uh, it's got to be Newcastle in it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's wearing the Yedlin shirt right now. Yeah, is Yedlin can... even on the squad? No, no. He plays for Besiktas now, which is actually black and white as well, but not the black and white that he was used to on the Toon side with the Magpies, Newcastle upon Tyne. Shout out to all the Magpies. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping for the upset, 2-1. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Uh, goals by Almiron and uh, St. Maximin. Ooh, St. Maximin, player of the season for them right now. He's He's really playing well. Callum Wilson's being good. By the way, Eddie Howe is is another guy we haven't really mentioned because it's like who's really watching Newcastle, but oh, he, he's actually yeah. kind of got them playing some much better football. They've been they've been getting decent results. Yeah, not, too bad, not too bad. Not too bad. How about that? And then um, Crystal Palace versus Everton. <whistles> Crystal Palace at home. Man, I'll take a draw. 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. I'm not mad at that. And there's games on um, Tuesday and Wednesday if you want to talk about that. Fair enough. Uh, Damn, these two match weeks. It's tough. Brentford versus Manchester United. United. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Norwich versus Aston Villa. Oh, I like this one because these teams have history. I'll take a 2-2 draw. I'll take Aston Villa 2-1. 2-0. Fair enough. And then Manchester City versus Leeds. Oof. Oh, sorry, Leeds man. always play you well. They do. They do. I mean, they've, they've managed to get some good results against us. But, you know, them being not in their best moment, um, I, I just fancy City right now. Yeah, it's hard to go against that. Yeah. Brighton versus Wolves. Ooh, that's a good match. That's a very good one. Um, I'll take Wolves. I, I fancy Brighton quite often, but I think Wolves, you know, you, you could just see by where they're at on the table. They they just look very good. Yeah, and uh, next match is... Okay, and then the next match is uh, Arsenal versus West Ham. Whoa. Wow, talk about, you know, for all the chips. Um, and Arsenal's at home. Which I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, at the Emirates. Um, I'm gonna be controversial here. Uh, West Ham for the win. I was gonna say one-one. <sighs> that's a fair. That's a fair prediction. It's just I predict West Ham to lose their next game, so they're gonna be very inspired for the game against Arsenal. And I don't know. You know, I think it's a good game. Fair, fair. But, yeah. you know, it could really go either way. This kind of goes to show, like, the people on top, the Chelsea's, um, Cities, and Liverpool's, we don't really choose them to lose a whole lot. No, yeah, it's it's rare. And and West Ham, who's in fourth place, who's supposed to be in that group, just we're, we're not so sure 
as much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for you, I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but... It just would be the most Premier League thing for yeah. West Ham to lose to Burnley and then... Or draw with Burnley and then beat Arsenal. But, you know, it's just all up for grabs. This season is bonkers. For the lower 17 teams. Yeah. Um, no, really, yeah. That, that's really what it is. Because I feel like there's a there's a gap for sure between third and yeah. fourth. Yeah, yeah, there Quite is. The gap. It, not, not necessarily on points, maybe, but quality for sure. Quality. Top. Quality and managing. I mean, let's be honest. Um, And, and uh, let's not forget, uh, beyond that, El Derby de Madrid. Madrid is in first place in Spain by a good margin yeah. right now. I think they have the biggest gap out of, I think, most. Actually, all the top five. The top five leagues in Europe. Really, they have the biggest gap, yeah. Only I think it's. Only I think six PSG. Points. Yeah, I think PSG is the only one that oh, may have. Oh yeah, guys beat. yeah. PSG is like up by like twelve or thirteen. But points. Bayern is not too far. Obviously, Bayern is like four points. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Uh, City's up by like two, I think. Two. Uh, Milan's up by like one point on on Inter. So. Monopoly. Yeah, I don't know. More like Real Monopoly, am I right? Hey man, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but prediction for El Derby de Madrid? Um, bueno, it's gonna be a cracking match. I think it's gonna be a draw. One one. Really? Goals from. Hmm, man, that's that is when it gets tough because the goals can come from anywhere. Um, but the two suspects are usually Vinicius and Benzema this season. Now I don't know if if Benzema's healthy. Do I don't I've, think he's in a play. Okay, thank fuck for that. Uh, let me alter my prediction. 2-1 Atleti. So, so Atleti's going to score more goals because their forward's not available? Yeah, because we're not going to... Well, not we. I mean, <laughs> uh, they're not going to have to really worry about covering whoever's playing that forward spot now. So they'll, they'll allow another player to fall back deeper and create more on the transition, which is what Atletico... Probably, that's what the only thing they can do really against mm. Raul. So. My question is... Who's gonna cover Vinicius? Um, well, that's that's not the toughest thing to do. Uh, I mean, no, no. When when Benzema's not on the pitch, I think he he plays well, very well with Benzema. They feed off each other, which would probably be the last thing you imagine a year or two ago. But they they actually have this good chemistry. I'm just curious who's gonna be the player from Madrid to step up and do a lot of those one twos that have become so dangerous. Um, well, Vinicius. Um, creates a lot off the dribble just on his own. And that's not enough to beat Atleti, I think. Um, These days, yeah. Well, one, they're not great defensively. And two, they're still center very, back. They're not as good as they used to be. The, well, their center still... backs are all injured. Well, I don't, so, I don't know. So they're going to have a lot of trouble um, containing whoever uh, Madrid puts in the front. I think the fullbacks will Asensio, have trouble. Asensio, whether it's Jovic. Hmm, Jovic. He played well on Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, but it's one game. You know, I, sure, I just feel like in, sure. in totality, I mean, we can't expect him to play well every game because he hasn't played. Well, he hasn't played teams. every game. And he hasn't played well in the games that he has played, except for the one recently. But, I mean, maybe he's on the up and up, so we'll see. Uh, but I'll take 2-1, uh, Griezmann brace, and maybe a goal from Vinicius or or Kroos or Modric. You know, take your pick. Um. Yeah, I'll take a... I'll take her 2-1, but for the Real Madrid. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And uh, anything else you need to get off your chest? No, not really. I mean, uh, 
I was going to say, uh, this is kind of like side note, I just remembered after the fact, but in, uh, when referring to the Leipzig uh, City game, Zach Steffen started and a lot of U.S. fans were like, look, look, he's good. He made <laughs> stop, like He made some stops that were right at him, for one. And he was okay, but he wasn't like a. It wasn't a masterclass. So for U.S. fans, I just want to say, I still think he's the number one. But like, you guys don't have to find the need to justify Zach Steffen more than what he is. You know, he just did his job. He just existed between the posts and happened to be there. Um, at the end of the day, well, some could argue that maybe he wouldn't even allowed Sabolsky's goal, although he was put in a tough position. Uh, maybe, he got dribbled around, and that's tough for any keeper. Oh, for sure. But like maybe pos- from a positioning standpoint, Matt Turner's not coming out that far. Has gives himself a better shot to stop a one v one. But you know, that's me nitpicking. But I just I don't like when U.S. fans do that. You know. Well, I mean, U.S. fans in general. Well, I, I guess we can say even uh, most fans. M- most fans of their. Well, you know what's funny of is that level. Like, you know, yeah. You know what's funny is is. Uh, we don't really hear you, you um, British fans, Spanish fans, French, Italian, German fans is like, oh, go for, you know, Belotti or go for, you know, Morata. He's he should be the number one. Or um, I guess for England it's like Mikel Antonio or whoever, yeah. whoever it is, Calvert Lewin, Kane. Every time you hear a goal for you know Pivac or Pepe or. Uh, Sargent or whoever it might be, Pulisic, like, see, he should be starting, or, or even even Mexico too. It's like, guys, like, yeah, we don't need to overreact on every single goal like that. We're we're so starved for talent. That's the thing, uh, and, and these countries aren't. You know, uh, a PFOC wouldn't even register on France's radar or Italy's radar. You know, but for us, they do because we're just not at the at that level. And I I'm gonna be Fuck honest. I he say. shouldn't even register on on US's radar. PFOC? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we're so bad at the striker there, position that we have there's to. There's a couple of players that, that you guys can look at and say, okay, th- this guy's definitely on our radar. PFOC plays in Sweden. Uh, I'm not uncomfortable saying that it's better than, that MLS is better than Sweden. Uh, I don't agree with that. But I, I think um, one thing is playing in the MLS. Another thing is scoring in the MLS. And he's scoring at a decent rate in Sweden. But I just think we don't have much depth at that position. You have Pepe, Sargent, Hoppy. PFOC has actually outscored all of them, if I'm not mistaken, too. In, in, in Europe. Yeah, DK. Giazzi started. Zardes is still getting call-ups. Yeah, yeah, Zardes, yeah, Zardes is, is a head-scratcher. But, you know, they're always going to have their favorites. But I just, yeah. Uh, no, the U.S. does that a lot. But I think it's because of our level. And I always say this. Like, we don't. We do that because we're not at that level. I, I tweeted the other day, if Divac Origi was from the CONCACAF, we'd be hearing so much hype about him because he's scoring in these one-off games here or there, probably will finish with 10 goals this season, if we're honest, if he's on the rate that he's at. Maybe more, whatever. Mm-hmm. That will turn so many heads in CONCACAF, and we'll be like, oh, Divac Origi, he's the truth. Like, Pulisic will bag eight goals a season, and he gets so much so much noise, but just because we don't have anybody else, man, truthfully. And also, we're, we live in the U.S., right? you know, the media, the people we follow. Yeah, but the British don't do that with their players. They will. They, I don't feel like they need to. And if they do, it's players the playing domestically in the prem that they talk about on talk sport all the time. Like, well, yeah, they're like, yeah, I think Lingard actually needs to start, or you know, the French players, but they don't really push for it because, I mean, you got you got to you're spoiled for choice, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Kane, you know, Calvert Lewin, and and you know, you got all these guys. It's like fuck. Um, 
what I'm saying is like we don't need to talk about players that like they're the next best thing. But I don't think uh, at the very same time it's just that it's warranted because we've never we're on the moon right now. These are our first steps. We've never made it out here, so every every event's gonna be a big. Deal I heard like more that. about the assist from Pulisic than the goal from Werner. Yeah, uh, I mean, and that's that's based off of what you want to hear as well, you know. Uh, I mean, or or who you follow that which plays a role in that. But I, I think in American media, sure. I mean, we don't care about Werner. We have no affiliation to him. If we're gonna talk about a German player or a player, you know, because German players really aren't lighting it up these days, you know. Nobody even comes close for Ballon d'Or contention. In fact, you could say the biggest player that is German plays in Spain. That I that I can say I'm like fuck that that's a, that's a goat or one of the goats is Kroos, right? But he's at an advanced he's at an advanced stage in his career. After that, it's like Leroy Sané maybe. Um, but you know, I, I don't. I think... mean, a young player making splashes. He, Werner's up there. Havertz, Wurtz. Yeah, and um, and maybe maybe Rudiger. Yeah, Rudiger. I mean, uh, it's just not a whole lot, you know. But we yeah, don't hear no, about no, Werner. No, you're right, you're right. But from from our perspective, I'm sure if we follow nothing but you know Dutch and German accounts, different story. You Maybe know, I guess. But I, I, I guess I guess you're right about that. Yeah, and I think uh, for Mexico, it, it gets done. Uh, there's not even much to talk about. There. That's that's the issue. You know, the more they throw players out there, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Because I remember even when like Alan Pulido was playing in Greece. Which, by the way, Greece is not a relevant really league like that. Same right? same thing with like with Sweden, in my opinion, is like there, there's nothing to mention yeah. there. But Sweden is is above Greece, though. I mean, maybe yeah. not historically, because I yeah. know back in the day. They the only thing I know about Sweden, I mean Greece, and I guess they always make it to the Champions League, or used to always make it. Olympiakos, Olympiakos, and Panathiakos. I don't know if you remember. Oh them. yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, you're they, right. you know, and I remember the great right. George Samaras who played Samaras, for City. Samaras, yes, yes. Um, great <laughs> so, hair. Yeah, uh, that dude, you know, he always reminded me of the character from uh, Men in... Oh, no, sorry, Bad Boys 2, the one in Miami. Ah, with the long hair, the Cuban drug lord. Yeah, he looked like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I digress. <laughs> I think we don't do that enough. I mean, I mean, no, I think we do it too much, but I think it's kind of warranted enough. Fuck, man. I, I dream of the day, though. I tell people all the time, I dream of the day when we don't do that. We don't get excited for Dikes and... Yeah. Because, I mean, those guys aren't good. They're... Uh, I want to say not good, but they're not, they're not players that you should be like hoping your team calls up because they're not really all that significant right. in the grand scheme of, of good attacking, good attacking football, yeah. regardless of uh, nationality. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, anything else? Anything else you gotta? Ah, well, you man. said something about a MLS MVP. Oh right, right. I didn't even get to touch on that. So I'll start. I'll back up a little bit. Uh, so Columbus. I mean Columbus. Sorry, New uh, New England Revolution finished with the uh, you know obviously the best the best record ever, the best finish ever. They won the league title, but the MLS Cup is a separate um, you know a separate tournament. And currently the the finalists are New York City FC against Portland Timbers. I think they square off. Actually, I need to look at that right Isn't now. Isn't there like a COVID thing that's gonna keep it from being a competitive match? I, you know I haven't heard anything involving that, uh, but. It would be interesting to see what the developments are on that, but they're playing this Saturday, uh, coming up the 11th. Portland, New York City, that's a good game. Um, I, I'm going to go with New York City myself, but, you know, Timbers have actually, you know, impressed a lot of people. And it's, you know, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, very American, but I think that's something worth noting. And then uh, Carles Gil, 
who uh, actually comes from the Valencia Academy and, you know, you know, applied his trade in Spain and he's Spanish. Uh, he got named the uh, Landon Donovan MLS, you know, most valuable player of the year. Uh, finished with the most assist on that title winning team from, you know, New England. And, uh, you know, I just want to give him his respect. It's players that, that don't really get the limelight because, uh, well, for one, they're not American, but they're also like, you know, they just do their job. They do the right thing. They get the assist. They make the pass. And, and yeah, so, you know. Like every team benefits from having that player. Oh, yeah. It's like I would remember like, and I remember this. I remember uh, when I think about Bernardo Silva, I think a lot about David Silva in the way that everybody knows he was great. He was never on no Ballon d'Or list. He was never on, and may, right, maybe rightfully so, but he was never getting player of the year, shit like that. Cause he just did everything right, and but he didn't do the stuff that gets, you know, posted on the billboards and shit. And Carlos Gill is of that ilk, and this is kind of what I want to allude to, you know. Some people, obviously, more people know probably about Ricardo Pepe than they know about Carlos Gill and his role in 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 New or- in New England, you know. So yeah, that's all I wanted to do, you know, just give uh, the respects to them. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk. Not, no, not. We don't have to talk about it in extent, but you know, obviously Atlas León. Uh, well, there's the MLS final and then the Liga MX. Liga MX final. final, yeah. I don't know what your predictions are on that or what you think of it, but yeah. Well, I'm a Chivas fan first and foremost. Uh, that was my, the first club that I supported. Yeah. Uh, in Atlas is little bro, right? Yeah. They haven't won in I think over seventy years, I, maybe ever, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time they got this close was when they uh, bottled it against Toluca. I don't know if bottled is the right word, but they had a great young academy. Rafa Marquez was still there right before his move to Monaco. Um, they had amazing players like uh, Miguel Cepeda, uh, Dan- Dan- Daniel Osorno. So they had a great class, and uh, they've always been known to, to produce players. Um, so I'm not of that mindset where they're like, oh, they're they're from the same town. They, I hate them. No, uh, Atlas, more... Atlas has always produced really good players, and uh, I hope they take it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to stick with your teams from Guadalajara and, and back them, you know. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't really have an allegiance, but I kind of, I am rooting for Atlas myself. Yeah, my family, like a lot of my family, goes for Atlas too. Right. Um, that's not part of the reason, but I've always liked their. Uh, the players that they produce, and they always have really badass kids too. Yeah, you know, the other day I was, um, I was actually, I have, I was surprised to find out that a Salvadorian player played there during a, a good moment in their, uh, in Atlas's yeah. history, early nineteen eighties, La Chelona, they would call him. Mm. Um, and he also played for Leon. So that that was the funny thing is like he just happened to play for both of them, and now they're competing for the title. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, really well, my have... uncle played for Atlas too. Oh, that's right. You had mentioned he, that. Yeah, he, uh, he played in the in the first team, but he Los Tapatíos. He he had a bad Los Zorros. Oh, that's what they call him. Yeah, yeah the foxes. The foxes. So they had he had a bad. He just always had a bad attitude, so they had a falling out and never played him. But yeah, he was part of the first team. Um, but yeah, uh, should be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they bottled it. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they lost at all because that, like son salados, they're yeah. just they're just cursed they're forever. Uh, but yeah, that that's a good one. And then the MLS uh, final, who do you got? Uh, oh, you said yeah. you said you said you got New York City, huh? Yeah, I have New York City. Um, but you know, it's it's a very even match. It's unpredictable, really. And I'm a West Coast guy, but with my allegiance to CFG, Sheikh Mansour, uh, be upon. <laughs> How do you support a corporation? Alhamdulillah, and uh, yeah, I'd love to see 
I always, I'm always rooting for all the city clubs. Yokohama, you know. Uh, city all, Chile? City Chile. There's a Uruguayan team. I'm afraid of Oh, it's Uruguay. Yeah, it's, um, fuck. At, it was like Atletico Turbo or some shit like that. Anyways. Um, yeah, no. I'm going for New York City. And uh, I, hey, I, my boy Tati. I hate Tati. I uh, hate the fact that they play in a fucking baseball park. Um, you hate the yeah. sky blue. I hate Portland, really. I'm honest, but uh, you gotta, gotta go, with my, gotta, my boy. A book. I gotta keep it West Coast up in this bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a Portland. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think that that uh that wraps it up. Everything. That wraps it up like a Trojan. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Two guys, two mics, two pints. I'm Nestor. That's Henry, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Lawrence Servitz, for your comments. Yes, we sir. appreciate it, and. uh Y'all take care.